All right, and we're live. Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bone Podcast, episode number 184. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? What is up is I am wondering what is going on for the next few weeks. Like we've been in a whirlwind of like just talking to a lot of people. And I love it because the fans are going to love it too. Yeah, this is this has been a really crazy last week. Uh, first off, I want to thank everyone who came out to our ski season kickoff party in oh, that was dope. last Friday. Yeah, you okay. flew up for it just for the day. Made it was appearance. good. Everybody's happy. There's no fights. I like it. There's no fights. It was a lot of fun, and I've noticed that a lot of other ski resorts have opened since we had our party, so I think we may have had something to do with that, which is always nice. I think we had we the original lighting of, like, the fuse that lit the entire everybody like, else. You know, like Burning Man, they always burn the, uh, the man in effigy at the end. It's almost yeah. like by having our party, it was like Skiing Man. You know, it tastes we, like burning. We, op- we opened up, you know the uh the path to Uller and we were able to just spread snow and love all over the rest of the the world so i didn't wear my Uller medallion do you have yours i sure do i didn't wear it yet i, I gotta wear it out i think i'm gonna bring it to boston i think you have to i'm bringing it to bean town you're, you're gonna get snowed in in boston uh-huh. if you wear that oh that'd be fucking great okay. I, w- I wouldn't hate it let's put it that way you could be in worse places right that's right well thank you well, everyone well, you know, it is Boston. Sure. Could be in better places, too, but it could be worse. Boston's fucking great, though. I got to say, the city's great. Awesome Sports town. fans, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Love the city. Hate the fans. Yeah. Understandable. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. Like I said, we've been updating the site recently. We've got some, it's a little more fun, more visual. So we hope you check it out and love to hear what you think. You could see us right now. Yeah, it's true. In our sweet tracksuits. If you go to the site, you've got the shop there. If you want to check it out, skibumpodcast.com slash shop. We are on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We are at Podcast. If you're checking this out recently, you can see our story. I went for a run today. I was up in the hills. I saw you on our Instagram on a story after your run you were like oh it was sweating i'll tell you i, I, went, I want you to tell about it I, well it wasn't that big of a deal really i went three and a half miles but it was like a trail three and a half miles it's really Dude, hilly, you're old so as fuck for you to do like a 9 30 that's fucking awesome well i did 10 minutes miles last week <laughs> and the thing is i hadn't run the trails in a while and i noticed my gait i wasn't taking my feet off the ground enough and i almost tripped like six times like yeah. on the rocks and roots and, and whatever. And today there was no massive trippings once, once I almost and, ate it. And that's another, uh, another idiom of, of high food and ski bombs is nothing bad happens in the air. So you, you got to get in the air as much as you can. That's true. hundred percent. Right. Yes. So we're also on all your favorite podcasting apps, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, check us out there. If you could go subscribe and rate us, that would really help. If you want to send us an email, ski podcast at gmail.com. We are going to be part of multiple Warren Miller street teams in the next few Boom. weeks, which is big. Maybe uh, even an MC appearance. Who knows? We're, uh, we're still in negotiations and discussions right now, but we are definitely on the, uh, the street team for the Morristown Warren Miller showing. And that's going to be on just checking my calendar November the 26th, which is the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So hopefully uh, 
you're if you're in the North New Jersey area, you are going to check that out. And then the week after, on December fourth, we are going to be part of the street team for the Red Bank New Jersey showing, and it's the first time that it's going to be shown in Red Bank. And uh, big thank you to the Central Jersey Ski Club who's set that up, and uh, we'll be working with them. So awesome job securing that and, and making it happen because we've because rich and i have kind of talked about it the last couple of years like why can't we do something in red bank and yeah now, uh, uh, they, they they actually took the initiative and did it which is awesome so That's we're sweet. happy to work with them and uh you know it was really cool meeting with some of their folks last week at the event so a lot of things happening it's been a crazy week you know we we actually had a bunch of interviews that we did that we're gonna be releasing over the next few weeks a lot of interesting people from different walks of the ski world, and, but just really interesting people with really cool stories that were really fun to talk with. So we'll be releasing them, the first one, as part of this episode and then over the next few. So a lot of cool stuff happening, a lot of, a lot of fun people we've been talking to. Yeah, listening to our listeners, they actually say they want to hear somebody else other than us or other people with us so it's kind of cool like we get to banter and bullshit and it's a lot of fun yeah it was it was really cool so before we get into the upright today we just want to thank our sponsor quickie wax quickie wax uh check them out at quickiewax.com q-u-i-c-k-i-e-w-a-x.com they are a colorado-based ski bum owned company and they are a proud sponsor of our show They've got the little the little bunny. On I the love ski. that logo, man. I fucking love that logo. Yeah, they've got the, ski and bunny. They sell multiple kinds of wax, warm, all temp, cold, and cleaner. It's great stuff. Check it out. And also, they've got their uh, their custom ski company that's affiliated with them as well. So yeah, check them out. I'm, I'm excited to uh, do the waxing of my skis, and I I really want to. I think for our fans, we want to get something maybe. If it's not on a podcast, maybe on a separate blog or separate um, IGTV, we do a uh, waxing episode. Yeah, I gotta get Nick again to walk us through the I process because we did it last time back in did you send Nick April some? or May. Did I didn't send him? him any yet. No, I got to do that. All right. It's on my list. Nick, you're going to get wax. Don't worry. Well, we should have Cuckoo Wax do like a whole collaborative thing with us. That'd be kind of cool. That'd actually be really fun to work with them and have them, yeah, have them do like a, a video tutorial online well one of the things i saw on the website was really cool they actually estimated the time it should take to wax your skis and i'm like you know what a lot of people don't even think about that because it you know because it's like i just lost my video um but uh it's good to know that like do you want to know like is it gonna take 20 minutes 30 minutes like how long should it take and then you know, obviously the first time you do it is going to take a, a Well, is it now, is it waxing or tuning? That's the thing. That was waxing. Okay. Um, tuning, a whole different thing. Like tuning, you cut your edges at a wrong angle and just kind of fuck your skis or board up, which is bad. Just yeah. kind of bad. Well, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the tools they have now, it makes it pretty, pretty idiot not idiot proof but it makes it a lot more complicated to screw it up oh there's a lot of idiots out there just saying well that's why you got to take your time know what you're doing using the right the right tools at the right angles in the right way and you should be fine so 
If you have cash money like us, just bring it to a nice shop, check in the machine, boom, perfect every time. There is a lot of joy in doing it yourself, though. So there's an option. It's just nice, it's nice having the option to do it yourself. It's like you get a new fancy car now, you can't even change your goddamn oil because it's so complicated. It's hiding away, doing your skis, being like, don't fucking bother me. I, I don't. I don't even have the phone. If you watch your skis and you have your phone around you, I hope your phone breaks. Let's put it that way. Unless you're taking video tutorials from somebody, then you need Maybe. your phone. Then it should be mounted and not in your hand. Just saying. Well, not in your hand, obviously. Yeah, That's just a exactly. goddamn lunatic. Unless you put the wax on your phone, that'd be fucking great. You like heat up your phone, and be like, Shh. you go like Terminator Two and like just chuck your phone in the hot wax. Be like, you know what? I'm done Fuck with yeah. you. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. That's the way to go. Nano wax. That's nano wax. Nano wax. So thanks again, Quickie Wax. Check them out, quickiewax.com. Q U I C K I E W A X.com. It's time for Opray today. Mario, what do you got this week? So I've drank a, well, I had a nice list of Opray today. So I don't do one Opray, just as we all know. Um, I do a few, I do a, a staggered. Operate today. So what I ended up with for the show is a nice Moscow meal. Because uh, I love these things. Go. It's like the old comfort. Like I, I love Moscow meals. They're like they're good. Um, but I do my Moscow meals a little bit different. So a lot of them do the um mainly ginger beer with a dash of lime and vodka. I do vodka, um, ginger beer. Uh, cup soda and then a lot of lime and then top it off at lime. So it's lime, lime. And then, so it's almost like a gimlet with, um, what you want? Ginger beer. So. All right. So you're doing less ginger beer, more seltzer and lime. Exactly. Okay. And it tastes like so good. It's good for your stomach. Um, I love it out of the copper cup just cause that's how it should be. Um, our buddy, Tom Metalman. Yeah, yeah, Tom. Uh, that was, uh, he got us hooked on those in um, Telluride, I believe it was, right? Yeah, that's what Tell- started the trend. Telluride Tom. Telluride yeah. Tom, yeah. So ever since, I've been a fan of them, and um, I just, my go-to, it's, it's, it's nice. Very good, so. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, how about you, bro? Nice, so I... Uh... <laughs> It's been a, not under the weather, but starting at that feeling of you might be getting sick. So I'm trying to uh, so uh, made your concoction. Well, no, I have that. I haven't tried. I haven't got back to that yet to the, um, the fire cider. That's, oh. that's in the cabinet. I got to break that out though. That's unfortunately, unfortunately I tightened it too much. And I think the apple cider vinegar helped fuse the lid shut. It like that like <laughs> sticky, gooey, vinegary, um, oh sugar mix so i gotta figure out a way to open that stupid jar up can you but, use it for a salad sure just blend it up and you got dressing <laughs> so what i'm doing today uh is i'm going with a good old-fashioned kombucha here nice. but now with the gts folks if you go to a whole foods that sells so alcohol that's real kombucha yeah, well, I mean, it's as real as the GT's kombucha gets, because yeah. it's not the regular one you just get everywhere. This one, you actually, it says you have to be 21 older to purchase. Okay. Comes with a little, little, you know, wrapper thing around the, the lid telling you that. Ooh. 
So what they did here was they, they do have the regular ones that are usually like one or 2%, but they're making ones that actually are 3% by volume. And right. this is their heavenly hops one. So they actually have taken the kombucha and dry hopped it, which gives it kind of a, a funky, like IPA-ish flavor along with the, the funky kombucha flavor. So, you know, it's something like if you don't want to drink, but you want to have a little something to keep things interesting. A little half drink, a little is. nip. That's sort of what it is. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, I've been drinking this week a little bit of whiskey in my tea. It's in nice. that same kind of vein. So it's not really drinking, but it's letting you know that this is not just seltzer. But it's a step up over the Heineken Zero, right? So you're like, you're not drinking a non-alcoholic. You're just drinking a little bit like between... I don't get the yeah. Heineken Zero at all. It's like, I, I like mediocre beer and I want none of the benefits of it. I guess if you're like craving a real beer and maybe if you're an alcoholic, you know, that's that's kind of cool. Whatever, man. Hey, you know what? I'm, it's, I'm glad that they made it. And if people like it, then God bless them. Keep drinking it. Dude, it has a place, man. They, they sell fucking White Claws and Trulies. Like, really? Like, whatever. How long till we see non-alcoholic White Claw? That's it's it's a step That's, away, dude. It's a whisper away. It's just seltzer, but we can charge you three times more for it. But it's I tell great. you what, for for people I have seen firsthand, people are like this is too easy to drink. They're yeah. like white claw cherry or white claw mangoes. Like shoom, they're shooting them down. I'm like, holy shit! How many white claws have you had? You know? Yeah, they can have it. They can call it like declawed. Let's get into the Genjula. Gondola. And we have one quick story in here this week. Boom. And this is kind of a messed up one. And this is something that we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks. You know, there's been that the vape ban that's that's happened in California or I'm sorry, Massachusetts. And there's been, you know, a lot of deaths around the country. I think there's been like in the 30s at this point. And what seems to be happening is what they're finding is that it's tainted marijuana cartridges that are causing a lot of this tainted unscrupulous uh, vape shops and pot shops out in california that are actually selling the tainted vape pens two dot two for one so they're so these are the guys that not be beyond reproach of roofie and a girl oh these guys i think as a prerequisite to open this shop probably had to roofie a few people that's what i'm saying so yeah, so they're saying that despite regulations, thousands of unlicensed cannabis shops still operate throughout the state. So these aren't even like the regular sanctioned ones that, that have gone through the process and gotten the proper, you know, Not legal. the good weed shops, the bad weed shops. Yeah, so they're saying these illicit vendors remain especially abundant in Los Angeles. You know, we kind of mentioned before, there's been about 33 people killed so far and uh, 1,400 people have been sickened. Damn. So, yeah, it seems like it's all these like shady, non-regulated weed shops. And now, again, they're they're now offering them on sale. So now people who are making bad decisions by getting shitty weed to start with are now going to be inclined to get twice as much as they are used to getting and will probably get sick or die from doing so. And Resco Laboratories, a licensed San Francisco-based lab, uh, tested... They said that it's got a dangerous vape additive, tocopheryl acetate, which is a vitamin E oil, which I think we did talk about in the past as being the uh, ingredient that's been causing the problems. 
tocopherol acetate in the illicit vape cartridges. Exotic Carts Mars OG, 34% was tainted. Counterfeit Brass Knuckles, 33%. Exotic Carts Purple Haze, 28%. Dank Vape Sour Diesel, 23%. Yeah, so <laughs> this is this is still a really big problem. And it's really unfortunate. And it makes you kind of wonder, too, you know, ever since the legalization has happened, there's been a lot of people who have been unhappy with it becoming legal you know a lot of the alcohol companies the casinos the cigarettes there's been a lot of companies that are pissed off and you it makes you wonder like are these folks kind of behind sabotaging or paying off some of these companies to make this product dangerous and harmful so that regulators have to step in the government has to step in because that's always the first step is to let Big Daddy come in and fix the problem. And those people know that because that's the way they've always played. They've always been able to pay off the right people and always have the right connections so that they can keep making money. But when someone new comes in, how do we shut them down? How do we keep them keep their hands off of our our pie? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's not cool. And, you know, you wonder how it's going to play out, you know, because I'm sure what they're going to try to push for is to you know try to reban it but i think it's one of the things when the cat's out of the bag it's it's not going to be they can't reban it they just have to regulate it. it and that that's where the and this is where i get pissed off so the local state wants the money from taxes from letting it be legal and you know what that's what you should do because it's good and it's not dangerous and you can regulate it so yeah, because that's that's letting the cartels come in and bring the black market stuff in, which is where all the problems start. So we'll see how this plays out. But we've already seen Massachusetts, you know, ban all vape products. Massachusetts, but, but they uh, they actually ha- went to a federal judge last on Monday this past week, and they actually had it reversed, except for marijuana products. So it looks like the re- they found it unconstitutional so now the regular like the tobacco and the, those jewels like those kind of products are going to have to be back legal to sell starting next week but they're still keeping the marijuana ones illegal so, so the whole jewel thing is well i think it's ridiculous and stupid and they should ban it i don't think they have a legal cause to ban it now i'm not a lawyer i'm not a le- i'm a legal mind but like i'm not a lawyer I think they don't have a cause to ban it, but do I so think that, they so should ban it? They're saying it was unconstitutional to do this because the governor exactly. should have the power just to ban something because you know for four right. months just because his office felt that it sh- something should be done. Think about it this way: they couldn't ban cigarettes. Cigarettes are unhealthy for you; they're unhealthy for people around you. But they couldn't ban cigarettes. They know it's dangerous. You know, four hundred and almost five hundred thousand people a year die from them, and there's no one's trying to ban them. So. Let's go to Ski News. Can I take this first one? Yes. So five resorts will be open in North America this weekend, which is coming up. Boop, boop. Nice. They're talking about the season has officially begun and it's underway for five resorts in North America. And they're talking about Colorado, Tahoe, and Alberta, Canada. They're saying A Basin, Keystone. A Basin was open first day. That was first day, right? Oh, yeah. Um, A Basin, Keystone, Loveland. 
And A Base and Lowland, I think, were fighting, right, for the first day? They usually do, but this year it was Keystone because uh, Keystone planned to open and then A Basin jumped in the last minute and opened oh. up at 3 o'clock on Friday last week. They jumped in there. Uh, Mount Rose, Tahoe, um, and then Nakiska, Alberta. I have no idea where that is. Never heard of it. First place in Canada to be opening. Boom. They're saying October 26, 27, scheme before Halloween. Yes, please. So that's pretty cool. Um, I like the little list that we got. It's a little five-pack list. Colorado, 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 Nevada, and Canada. And I think there was someone else just recently who also said that they were opening. I'm trying to find out who it was. I think it was somewhere else in Colorado that kind of just jumped in and said, hey, we're opening too. So, so I got to believe Canada probably opens a lot earlier but they just don't tell us. They're like, fuck that. We don't want the, the the South Americans to them to know that they're open. It's very possible. Keeping they're it like, tight. fuck you guys. Fuck South America. Keeping We're South t- America to them. Keeping a tight lid on things. That's right. Smart move on their part. I wouldn't fault them for doing it. And I would love it if they did. Just saying. Oh, you know what it is? Eldora. Eldora? Eldora announced that they're opening too. Nice. Oh, wait. They said they're opening on Friday, November 1st, so a week from this weekend. <laughs> but they're gearing up. Because, yeah, there was a big snowstorm just this week in Colorado, which has helped a lot of these resorts get the extra snow they needed and to get them ready to, to start the season. So so how's Killington looking right now? Just saying, they're about four weeks away? They're on uh, the clock now. They're on the clock. Oh, for the World Cup, you mean? I know. They're on the clock. Yeah, we'll see when they start to open. But they've got some decent snow there, and temperatures are finally going to drop next week. That's the big thing, is it's been so warm in the Northeast. It's big. Recently. So it's. Uh, I think next week we're finally going to get the cold weather that they need, which is awesome. All right, let's move into the second story. What do we got? All right, next up. Now, we've been talking about this a couple times. We talked about it last week and, you know, been you know, tweeting out a lot of uh, stories about this. Where will the snow go? And this is from Snowbrains. They've analyzed all the winter forecasts so that we don't have to. This is great. It's nice cliff note synopsis because, you know, you have the Farmer's Almanac, you have NOAA, you have uh, AccuWeather. They're all kind of, you know, putting out their information. And they were similar but different. I know the most discouraging one was the AccuWeather forecast, where it showed a lot of warm temperature for a lot of the big ski areas. Looked really bad for California, Nevada, and southern Idaho. But so that there was that one, and there was the the Farmer's Almanac, and then the um, NOAA. So. The conclusion that they drew at Snowbrains was that generally most forecasts are calling for slightly warmer temperatures in the west, colder temperatures throughout the northern Rockies and east, and a variable buffer zone in the middle. This Mm. is mainly the result of the polar jet stream and tropical jet stream relocating because of ENSO neutral conditions. The polar jet stream is predicted to deliver goods and has already started to across Montana and Alberta. 
Similarly, the Pacific jet stream could turn into almost anything, while the tropical jet stream will create warmer areas. Best bet, keep on doing your snow dances and prayers, because we are all hoping for the best. Yeah, it's, you know, we can't control the weather, unfortunately. And, you know, if you're living in a certain spot or planning vacations way ahead of time, there's only so much you can do. So, you know, California's gotten so lucky the last couple of years, they're almost, they're almost due for a down season. Uh, you hate saying that, and you don't know what's going to happen, but all we can do is, uh, yeah, again, do our snow dances and just wait and see. Dude, I'm I'm picking a a trip to uh, Snowshoe, West Virginia, man. There you go. The snow capital of the of the the Mid Atlantic. Right. Sleep. They have the best snowmaking in the country, so don't be sleeping on snowshoe. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All right. So next up, we got let the games begin in Salden. So everybody's looking at. FIS like ski stuff going on. Uh, there's a countdown, and just three days until the FIS Alpine World Cup starts. So, this was was this today? This was yesterday. Uh, this article. So it's actually Saturday tomorrow. Wait, Thursday. We're on Thursday, so Saturday. Saturday, it's going to begin. Uh, that will be the start of the race for a lot of people for a world cup position medal or placement. Um, and it's pretty cool. Uh, so with last Thursday's positive snow control, FIS assistant race director, Marcus Mayer and Solden's chief course Insidor Gunner gave the green light for the first ski races of the season. So, even the ski racers are just getting ready to start. So um, I like this. This is them getting ready. Uh, they're talking about, so in Solden, uh, we never skied Solden. We had an opportunity to do a side trip, but we didn't do it. And uh, they're actually saying they're going to uh, Rettenbach Glacier for weekend thrills on high-level racing thanks to an altitude of 3,000 meters. Um, and they're, they're saying it's on a glacier and it usually grants good early season snow conditions. So I guess that's where they're racing and, uh, it's going to be pretty, pretty dope though. Yeah. Saturday, October 26th, women's giant slalom followed by men's race on Sunday and it's going to be good. Yeah, it's cool. And it's going to be an interesting season too, uh, for any of you ski racing fans. Now that Marcel Hirscher has retired. Yeah. Uh, who is going to fill in his spot and, and be, you know, one of the dominant male athletes, you know, Michaela is obviously looking to defend her title, uh, as the, you know, overall champion, but you know, there's a lot of, a lot of talk of her maybe thinking about retirement and, you know, probably looking at next, next steps, but it'll be fun to see. And it's great that it's, again, it's great that it's starting because that means the ski season's here for the rest of us. What I love about it is what I tell people is it's it's great to ski in Europe, but if you're in Europe and you have the opportunity to be in Europe when there's a World Cup event going on, it's like the fucking Super Bowl. And it is amazing. Everybody's like sitting there looking at every turn, every freaking second, every millisecond. It's it's great. It's amazing. 
Yeah, it's it, like you said, you, you nailed it. It is like the Super Bowl. Like the people get so excited, and it's, it's a big deal. So it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that kind of wraps up the ski news for the week. Yeah. And now we're into the main topic. And like we teased a little bit earlier in the episode, we're doing a bunch of interviews. We've actually done three already just this week. And I got to tell you, I'm pretty, pretty wiped out from this week. Uh, we're trying to push through with this episode. Wiped out with a smile on your face, right? The smile, yes. Definitely the smile on my oh. face. It was just great conversations with people. And, you know, it's, it's again, different folks, all ski-minded people, but all coming from different points of view and, and different spots in the ski world. So yesterday, uh, we did an interview with our folks at Alba Adventures, Ray, Alicia, Nevada for a little bit, and uh, Sandra wasn't on it, but he's part of the the crew as well. Oh, but Nevada's it was so funny. She's like handing like notes to to each other. Like, yeah, she was. Uh, it was it was great talking to them, and they actually have been really busy as well. They they're hitting up a bunch of the film festivals, the circuit that's going around now. Yeah, this this is going to probably go out tomorrow, Friday, and they're going to be at the Lake Placid Film Festival showing off two of their films as well. It was just at IF3 in Montreal where their film Generations was screened. They'll be at the International Film Festival in New York City in November. So a lot of great stuff is coming out from them. We had a great time talking to them. They're, uh, they're really good people. They're, it's awesome what they're doing with these ski films. They're creating a, a virtual ski family album with this. And uh, they're, they're looking to mix it up and try new things this season and hopefully we'll be able to ski with them and, and be part of the film next year, which is what we're, we're kind of getting our fingers crossed and try to make it work on the calendar. So we hope you enjoy this. Check them out at albaadventures.com. It is the folks from Alba Adventures, Ray, Alicia, and Nevada. So I hope you enjoy it. Boom. And we have a very special interview this week. You may remember them from a few podcasts ago. Hopefully you're following them on all the, the socials, especially YouTube. It is our friends, Alicia, Nevada, and Ray from Alba Adventures. Guys, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, thank you for having us. us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been, a, it's, you it's been a while since we had you guys on, but you know we've been chatting on 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 the phone, on Twitter, you know, Twitter on text messages for, uh, you know, the whole summer. So it's good to finally have the temperatures coming down. We've all been, we've been pretty busy for summers, you know, both you and, uh, you guys and us, you guys, especially and hot off the presses, you guys, congratulations on being in J peaks magazine for the season. That is, that is tremendous. Huge. Half an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, I, we like literally came out of this like uh, ski U.S. ski team event at Paragon, and uh, we we met some guy, uh, this guy Jeff Gower, you know from the, the world of Twitter, and he's like, "Hey, post his photographs you know, on Twitter, and I'll, I'll I'll repost it." And like literally, we're like, "I'm like, oh my god!" I'm like, I show the Alicia Nevada, and they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and I was like, "Holy cow, is this is a real thing?" So. That's really you know? cool. Yeah, I'm curious to know what it says. So. <laughs> you don't know what it says on there. It could say the Alba's the creepiest family you ever meet. <laughs> Helping to destroy skiing in the East. They didn't yeah. run anything by you, right? They just kind of said, you're going to be in there, and that's it, right? <laughs> pretty, pretty much. And we were concerned, like, you know, 
did they actually get us falling down <laughs> some of the photographs? Oh, I'm sure they got me falling down. <laughs> it's all outtakes that you were like. No press is yeah. bad press, though, right? <laughs> Andrew, Andrew was taking us into some areas that were crazy. <laughs> yeah, Andrew's like, a, I guess, the media guy there. And uh, he's like, hey, you guys like, you guys seem like experienced here. He's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll do anything. And then uh, where he takes us to, we're like, oh, this is actually, this actually was great. It was, out of bounds. Yeah, it was, it was like, uh, it was out of bounds. I think, I think, you know, I was going to but um, yeah, no, it was, it was uh, seeing, seeing that tonight was, you know, like a real special thing, especially after such a crazy week that we've had and, and uh, just a crazy night with, uh, you know, being at this event and, and uh, our daughter meeting Billy Kidd and, and Steve Nyman from the USD team and Brad Wilson and the Kepper and, Couple of a winner, what was it a winner? Anyway, yeah. so it was just like so they so the, the, the come out and see that, and um, it was like really, it's like you, you know, it's not really typical JP to like you know they could have picked anybody, right? They could have just said, oh yeah, here's our here's our cover of a magazine designed by so and so, or it has some other person featured there. Their first post was us. So wow. I think, to me personally, I I I, I was totally touched. I'm like I know what to say. I'm I'm like. Don't know whether to cry or laugh or you know be uh, you know I'm, I'm just elated to, to be I talk too much. Just tell me I talk. No, too that's much. fantastic. But now I <laughs> guess one of those things that too, right? Because I'm sure there were days or middle of the nights where you were working on editing and and putting one of these films together, and you were probably like, "Why the hell am I even doing this? Like, does it even matter? Does anybody care? Like, what's the point?" And then you just you just for something inside you says, "Keep going, keep doing it," right? Absolutely, all the time. I mean, I think we go through this every, I mean, literally every edit, you know, we, uh, particularly the last couple of years, you know, we wanted to do something different. And like, and then, uh, you know, we're like, you were, we're trying to like get I mean, some sponsors to help out because it does take a lot of time and we want to try to do bigger things. And and then you say, well, why am I doing this? And really, we, we always kind of draw back to the conclusion, like, it's really more personal. Right. And, um, and, you know, but we always like, Oh, no one really cares or watches. And then, then, you know, people for us, and now we know people are really watching because we're starting to see particular products being put out. So other video products, which are kind of similar in tone to ours, you think? Yeah. In some ways? Uh-huh. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Cause it means that we are influencing somebody. Right. Um, Imitation you know, is imitation. the sincerest form of flattery, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except for one video, I think, you know, where we had some friends in or in a, in a, in a, in a commercial for a big man, which I, I can't name. And um, where they you actually. You know who you are. You know you are. Uh, uh, they actually, the voiceover was actually, the tone was very familiar, but they used the tone for, I mean, they used the same. They narration. did one with like a family, and then they did the same. I tell you what, guys, I watched the dip before this, and uh, wow. it, it really, 
it really gave me a good sense of like, you know, you guys are creating this and other people love it, but it's like a family video for you. I mean, it's like, you're able to pass that on to your kids. You're having that fun with your kids and, and just the family and you're, you're, and you're, 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 you know, you're, you're awake while you're doing it, you know, like, you know, that you're having these experiences and recording them, whereas a lot of people take that for granted. So it was, it's, it's really nice to see it kind of brings a lot of, uh, a lot of reality in life of, of what you're taking for granted, uh, to bear, I think when you watch it. And on that same note, like, I think a lot of people would, you know, when they're incapable, you know, say they're getting older, they can't do those things anymore. They're sick. They're like, I wish I would have done something like that when I could, you know, like you see your videos and you're like, you guys are all out there. You're all having fun. You're all totally capable. You're having a great time together. Like this is the time to do it. And, you know, I think we talked about it last time. You guys are creating like your own like family album, like a video family album, and you're putting it out for everyone else to share. Like it's, it's really cool. And I think, you know, the kids are going to value it even more down the road. Yeah. Is that now they're 15 or 16? <laughs> now they're like, whatever, this is kind of dumb. Why are we doing this? this sucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. No, no, actually, they actually, hate, they, they they hate TikTok. Oh my God. <laughs> so you guys should go on it then. But they say this is the best thing on earth. And someone said, actually, who called us? Said, digress for a second. So you should guys get a TikTok account. And my son, I think, was it my brother, I think it was? Yeah, my twin brother. And his son, goes, if you get a TikTok account, Dad, I'll disown you. <laughs> so you got one immediately, right? Don't tell me that. So. Well, now that I have a 12 year old living in the house, I ran it by him. He's like, oh my God, that's horrible. I was like, all right, that's out. Okay, so, uh, yeah. This, 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 I mean, I, I, I looked at it and I'm like, all right, I, I don't know if I could do eight second videos. And, but um, we did we did have a Snapchat profile. I don't think I posted anything ever on there, but uh, I think I, that was another twin brother suggestion. Oh, you got to be in Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> so I created kind of some looking we at it. Tum- so. We have Tumblr, but I don't even know oh, yeah. what's on there. Yeah. Just, yeah, see, just, at least you have your kids who could actually use it for you. Like if you wanted yeah. to be like, hey, yeah. you guys, you are the social media department. You're in charge of Snapchat. <laughs> like I tried using it once. I'm like, I'm too old and stupid to use this interface. This is not for me. <laughs> too random. I can't understand it. Yep. Check it out. <laughs> Well, at least you talk about Sounder, like an Instagram. He, I, he has his own Instagram account, and he has me blocked. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good move. Or either that, or they're just going to create the second Instagram account that you don't know about, right? The idea is that people that actually follow him from the school, like even some teachers and stuff like that, they actually follow us. Yeah. And they tell him, oh, I saw your latest videos. And he's like, Mom. Uh-huh. <laughs> we circumvented the blocking by it, you know? Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. The school... Classmates in school follows us, but uh, yeah. So, but yeah, it's the social media thing. It's really funny. Our kids, you know, I, I guess because they're we're always like shooting them all the time. That they really have, they have like very like bizarre interest with social media. It's kind of like they know it's there. They know that we that we use it. And we've met a lot of really cool people with it. But I don't know what I don't know how their how their experience is going to be like when they're a bit older. It's certainly Sandro. I think he's really a minimalist when it comes to social media or just socializing in general, (laughs) you know, but, uh, Nevada, I think when she gets her own phone, I got to keep an eye on her. I'm like, yo kid. All right. Uh, you know, many selfies of you, but I have to do the face, you know, (laughs) but, um, what's like the going age these days where kids get their phone. 
Is there, is there like a general yeah. rule of thumb? Seventh grade for Sandro because Only because he needed one to go out to lunch on his own. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's it, it, like a big deal. And at that age, he's kind of like going to school. He was going to school on his own, and, and I think for Nevada, you know, we probably wait because he's like twenty-eight. <laughs> Good move. Maybe twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yeah, pretty <laughs> well, I'm not going to let out of the house alone. He's like twenty-seven. So yeah. So then, so, but uh, just kidding. Families out there, I'm a very old <laughs> guy, but also a realist. She's my little girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. But uh, but yeah, get, getting to your thing about the dip too, which was kind of like with all our videos. I mean, I think the kids, uh, we give the kids the camera, right? Like you know, they, the kids are you know learning how to use the equipment. Our son does like ninety, like all the drone flying in the dip. He did, oh, and cool. so we so we didn't edit that. We edited that together. And we and we and it was like it was really it's all locations like there are ten different locations. You guys were all over the place, right? Yeah, these are all weekend yeah. warrior trips, then because I was I got you another job, so like vacation was not possible. So these were all like over the weekends, and we went some pretty cool places and driving like you know hundreds of miles each way, like we always do. And um, and so we thought, okay, maybe we do like these like individual edits, and um, you know the, the locations. We were thinking sort of like trip. And then I said, you know, we, we have to kind of get out of this trip report mindset because people see us for that kind of, and there's a value to it. But, you know, we're not really a typical vlog and we're not t- typical filmmakers and we want to do something totally different. And so let's, let's, let's think out of the box. And literally that whole first sequence that Lisa, Lisa shot of me, like I had a dream of that. Like I had a dream. I was underwater looking at bubbles and I was thinking about this stuff. So we shot it. And if she goes, then she just comes up with a narration about like, you know, you know, life is a journey. Right. And I, and I was like, it was like, literally, that'll happen on that deck. Like I had the dream and she's like, okay, we'll do it this way. And I'm like, all right. And then and we shot it, but all the drone stuff, like our son shot every scene. And so we had submitted that. We just said, we'll just submit to a couple of festivals. We got into, got into two. And it's only been out for a month. Wow. And, guy, and the one guy who uh, is the International Film Festival of Manhattan, right? Which I think now they have two that won this week, and we couldn't do it. She was one last week, and we couldn't do it because of IF3. So they have another one in November. So we're giving the November one, which is like the overall wrap up. And um, and uh, he, he he called me and said, "Look, you know, he asked if I did this professionally or we this." I'm like, "No, it was we're a family." And it, it turned out the Philippine Airlines, I think, was interested in us. So it was like, "Well, we'll talk to us." We, I have no objection to the Philippines. We'll see. Yeah. Wow. We'll see. Nice. But it was interesting that, you know, that they actually uh, wow. saw it, they liked it, and I told them my son doing it. So so for them, it's a learning experience for them. And, and um, but, but I think that's a much more uh, mature piece, which was kind of nice to have the kids involved and, in, like, shooting it and sort of, like, you know, visiting these places and picking out places that we thought would be good for it. And it's hopefully going to be, it was kind of like a side film from some other stuff. That yeah. There's a bigger, a big, project. Bigger project. there's a bigger project. It's all tied to. So, nice. so, but, um, but anyway, yeah. So I'm glad you saw it. I'm glad you liked it. You know? so that was done really as the cool. VP of that drone division now of your yeah. entire <laughs> chief drone company. officer, right? <laughs> CEO. He, he, needs, he needs to get his, uh, other than actually, his next year, right? He can get his, can get his, his FAA license to. So because I'm like, you know, you get your FAA license, you can make a, you, know, you can make some side money. I'll, I'll kind of lose it, you know. I just need cool. it's a year. The rest of the time, you can just bill yourself to you know Steven Spielberg. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I was actually going to ask you, like, in some of the ski videos, like, so 
could you do that drone footage as well or does that res- like require some sort of like resort uh like we always, we always legal message or prior authorization to do it and most of the time it can't really be during um like operating know. hours yeah. Yeah. Or, or you know, so for instance, like some mounds were okay with a lot art, right? So um like most Matt, most aren't. Most are. So Matt Matt or Glenn, they, they were they were cool with it. And that's the one I was watching that I specifically wanted to ask about. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, that uh, one we got permission. That we got permission from and, and um you know, and, and even there, it's like the, he was I, like, just not near the lift. Yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> we're, we're literally, it's like five degrees at the summit, like you know, at the, at the end of the day, and I had to get like we, we, we were, so I had sign flying it with no gloves, it's five degrees, we're like freezing, oh. and um, and like literally, like you know, we had like I think maybe at most five minutes of shoot time, and we, we couldn't see the drone off. We were in the trees, and I'm like, all right, he's looking at the thing. I'm like. All right, go that way for like 30 seconds and bring it back because I don't know if it's going to come back. And um, yeah, so so uh, we got a lot. I think we got very lucky with the, the drone footage. The light was just perfect. It was and, beautiful. And, yeah. yeah. From yeah. that river, it was great. Yeah. See, you're, and, you're, you're suffering for your art. It's beautiful. Yeah, we are. So I'll tell you a funny story about this. There's actually, if you go through some of our clips, we've been, we do these like shenanigan clips for like a minute to two minutes. And so we, for this larger story that we're doing, which, which is it's not ski related at all, but it's something bigger that we've been wanting to do for a while, a bigger kind of documentary. Um, we were uh, in uh, Casco Bay in Maine. And so we're on this guy's boat, you know, like, you know, his motors were motor sailing. And, uh, and so we're signed, I said, we'll put the drone up while we're at this one part of the bay to fly over what they call the cal- Calendar Islands. It's like 365 islands in Casco Bay. And so... He goes, hey, hey, Dad, I said gimbal, gimbal load error. And I was about to tell him, like, you know, hey, we'll, we'll restart it, whatever. He goes, oh, it's that guy. Let, let it go. And went straight up, like, 300 feet in the air. I'm like, okay, there it goes. And we're going this way. And next thing you know, he loses, like, basically, like, the RF, the RF frequency went. Oh, and wow. it's, it's coming down. It just stubs down real really fast. fast. Uh-uh. And it stops it above the water because it couldn't like, land oh, wow. had no control of the drone and i'm like we told the guy like hey the drone's gone and and, and, and and so he's like do you want me to turn it around i'm like yeah maybe turn it around we're trying to figure out how we're, how we're going to reach over from the front of the bow the boat which had like easily like six to eight feet to where i had we had to get the drone and alicia saw like a net to catch fish i'm like she got the net past the beat <laughs> over and literally like Got the drone. I had to go get one shot because the boat had the momentum. Yeah, yeah. So we missed it, we missed it, but we actually salvaged the drone. But it was, it was like, it was like really like, it was like heart pounding. Like, oh my god! But the yeah. cool thing was this: we actually they did record the footage, so we used we used that footage actually in the dip. You see, you might see it after Sano was on the boat um, looking out, and you see the high drone shot. It was a that was the very shot that it got, and then it came right down. Wow. But when it came down, like within, I think, what, 20 feet or so of it, a, a seal pops up looking at it. Like, oh, really? <laughs> we didn't thing. see it. We, we couldn't see it, but it does, there's a seal looking at the drone. Was like, uh, wait, what is this thing? Am I going to yeah. eat it? Am I going to mess with it? What am I going to do? Yeah. But for the mountains, we, we always get clearance. Like, for instance, when we did uh, – the drone footage at uh, uh, for Stratton, you couldn't fly the drone at all, right? So, but they they provided that too. They provide. We said these are sequences we want, and they basically gave it. They gave us the sequences, which was fine, you know. And we actually, United, we we give them credit for providing the 
Victor, that drone. Victor was the guy that flew the drone from there. Yeah, so whoever the, their drone guy is, because the parts of it is because Green Mountain National Forest. So they have their own drone guy? A lot of men actually do have their own drone wow. guy. Yeah. Yeah. So they have you a drone get bought by Vail, you know, you got some money to spend on a drone guy. Yeah, drone yeah. guy. <laughs> well, is it, is it, uh, is it Altera on Stratton? Oh, is it Altera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh. by Vail. Not that it matters. It's like, <laughs> so <laughs> it's Vail, right? <laughs> but, you know, the way I kind of still have to I just love making a Vail joke whenever I can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, they're not Vail, they're not good. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> What are, you guys, what are you guys drinking, by the way? I am uh, trying not to drink every day hey, this week, you... so I'm drinking just a sparkling water. Oh, whoa. <laughs> one of those bubbly. Sparkling water. Bubbly. Yeah. So I've been, I've got been a little, not under the weather, but you know, you got a little tickle in the throat. You know, I'm trying to, yeah. I didn't want any beer. Yeah. Trying, again, trying to watch the figure a little bit. So I've got some hot tea, but I also have a little bit of a, Powers Irish whiskey in the nice. tea. Nice. So, <laughs> it's a proper, it's a proper like yogurt tea, man. It's sort of, sort of. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, and it's the liter size. It's not even the seven fifty. This is a, this is a professional size bottle. <laughs> big guns there. Reminds me of time when in my twenties when I was like, okay, I'm not feeling well. I could either buy cough syrup or Jägermeister, and I chose Jägermeister. It's the same thing, right? It's close. <laughs> more for your money. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. saying, right? Multi-use. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 now you bring it back to like at the time when we were uh, in Germany. Skiing in Switzerland. Skiing in Switzerland yeah. yeah. And you brought this up. So we were skiing in Switzerland and, and we, were, we were training it everywhere in, in Europe and we were in our 20s. We were skiing, we skiing for like a few weeks. Uh, and so we're coming back from Switzerland through Germany and we stopped by this town. Uh, oh, no, I was thinking of the time we were on the ski mountain. Oh, well, I'm thinking about the time we went to that one place. We were drinking the whole time, like Germans and, you know, yeah. Germans yeah. Drink a lot. we were a bunch of Germans, so we were, like, literally drunk. So we stopped by this one town, and um, uh, it's, in a, it, it's, like, basically in, a, in, a, in a, the wine valley of Germany. And um, and so basically, we go by this place, and Lisa says, hey, we'll, get a, we'll just get, a, a you know, a flight to taste, like a taster, right? Because we were drinking so much, like, we didn't want to drink a lot. So we ordered two flights. And it was okay, sure. And meanwhile, this table next to us had like people that looked like they were 80, they're probably like 50. They had like, they were, they were, they were, like, like <laughs> so here they are, they're playing this game, this dice game. And like, literally, like this one, this one woman who, like, I swear to God, I was like, you know, like, like a grandmother, she probably had 18 Jägermeister or Slugger shots that she had drank. Like, it wow. was like, yeah, and is that not including the big beer that she had next to her? So anyway, so we get our we get our flight right, thinking it's gonna be like this little like you know one ounce, you know, that, that all five glasses would be like the equivalent of a glass. It was five full glasses. Is that how you make it in America? <laughs> like no, <laughs> yeah, whatever. So I remember we had we I just had like a zip, and she had a zip, and she goes, "We're like wasted." Do, do you do you wasted like? <laughs> Shit based. <laughs> <laughs> totally wasted off like like just like a couple of zips. I was like we we couldn't finish it, but wow. you know, no, awesome. we were this one little like, like zip, like we felt like such lightweights next to the you know the, the grandparents who were like just yeah. Jagermeister or freaking one after the other or Goldschlager one after the other. And like we had no clue how they did it. So but anyway, that's a smart move. The Jagermeister for you know for you know 
multi-purpose you could probably rub it on your chest too like this yeah what right can't jaeger there was a point at that same year i actually considered buying a jaegerator and somehow <laughs> somehow nice. my brain yeah. talked myself out of it I, I i can't believe it did like you know the ones we you, you know things at the bar it's, it holds the three bottles upside down and keeps yeah. it cold yeah they're like three hundred dollars oh what Yes. And that was actually like a priority to me. Like, I should totally get one of these. And <laughs> somehow, somehow I made the right decision and did not buy one of those. Because I don't know. You could have that on tap now. You could have your Fireball, Jägermeister, a whole bunch of other things that you don't want to drink. I, I was trying to have a frat house, apparently, was really what it was coming down to. It's <laughs> well, like in college, there's always the one, the one uh, house that gets the kegerator and everybody just hangs out there and they're like, we can't do this anymore. No, you don't want that. Everybody stop it over. You want it too comfortable. Beer. You want to have shitty beer, so people go like, eh, "I'll have one or two, then I'll leave." Exactly. Then you bring the good stuff out. So, um, so now you're bringing me back to like my youth in New York, underage drinking. But you know, uh, so we had uh, you know made fake IDs in you know Times Square this when you could. Me. This is before you know. Um, your fake ago. IDs were great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They look, and they look really fake. But you look at it, I was like, this. <laughs> and how to buy beer at the bodega in the, in the block. So there's a, there's a you know friends of mine said let's have a party whatever and, and so we actually nominated this girl's house that we knew because her parents were gone. We're gonna do a party at your house. And she says yeah sure. You know, so we all go there and we buy like you know like not Genesee. What's the other one? It was like uh, uh, Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee's best. Oh Milwaukee. Yeah, Anything with Milwaukee in the name. <laughs> yeah, that was like cans. I mean, so it was like. Eight dollars a case. If I buy like yeah. cases of this stuff, it's like, oh wow, nothing. Eight dollars a case. But I bought like I bought like good stuff for like like my own personal stash. So I thought I thought for sure, you know, like people, I, we were charging five five bucks at the door so that people would come in and we can go buy more beer. So I was always buying the same one. So all these people like getting totally like wrecked off the stuff and like meanwhile like, the, the, the girl's house is getting totally trashed mm. we cleaned it up actually but <laughs> so her apartment in the upper west side uh and then uh so so uh then all of a sudden like the uh the cops come <laughs> and start banging it's like apparently like we heard there's some underage streaking here going on and so like i'm like oh uh, oh yeah so we're just throwing a party you know like we all pretended we were college kids and there was actually some Columbia guys there. And so it was like, well, we're gonna have to break the party up. I said, well, how about I, you know, how about we just like nothing happened and we just gave you some beer? <laughs> <laughs> it's like super bad. So we pull out like three cases of the crap, right? And then the cop goes, no, no, no. He points to my sash. Uh, <laughs> beer. Nice. <laughs> so I had like two cases of this good beer back in the, back in the patrol car. He but you <laughs> you took one for the team. Took one for the team, yes. I know. The the punishment fits the crime, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, that was another life. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> no more fake IDs. Drink anymore. No more fake IDs anymore. The uh, was it the sheriff's card? That was the big one upstate. Oh, it was funny actually. So we, um, I'm going to digress a bit more. So I was actually talking about this past weekend. You guys might have seen we were at the IF3 this past weekend, and uh, which is that International Free Skiing Film Festival. And yeah. so we, we go there, and uh, you know, so like we're like, we're like some of the youngest people outside of like Luke Skypowder who runs the event, and, and a couple of the guys who are like the door guys. Wait, what's the guy's name? 
Luke Sky Powder. It's, Luke he's like, Sky Powder. That's I awesome. don't know his last name, but it goes by Luke Sky Powder. And that's how everyone <laughs> knows him. He's like pretty, pretty well known because he's run yeah. IF3 for a while. So, so he's like our age, right? Whatever. So I get there and, it, 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 oh, uh, ID, please. <laughs> and the girl carding us was like 18. <laughs> I was like, ID. <laughs> so, so we, you know, just in case you want a drink, I'm like, okay, I, I definitely want a drink. So give me the, give me the, the uh, band, the, the drink. But. It was funny because the kids got the same band we got with a yellow, a yellow band. band so they couldn't drink. <laughs> It's not just like he just took the yellow band off. He's like, "Wait, problem solved." He's like, "What's the yellow band for?" Yeah, that was in was that in Montreal? That's in Montreal. Yeah, okay. Canada, man, what an adorable place. It is. Yeah, it's 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 a great place. Actually, it's it's funny. What's Um, the drinking age up there? Is it nineteen? I think it's 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 nineteen. Yeah, it's not. It's not a good. Like there are enough young-looking people there in the event that yeah. Sonic could have passed for nineteen. But he's not a drinker, which is a fortunate thing for me, right? So yeah, right. Like, yeah. I might get stuck doing other things, but <laughs> I sure, at least you, at least you could finally say, "Hey, go get me a beer." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go pick, pick me a beer right now. Yeah. Beer. But, uh, talking, so you, you guys mentioned IF three, and we were going to ask you about that. Um, so you guys presented generations, right? Yep. And I saw the watch the shenanigans video, yeah. and it was funny how you said you were nervous. I did, you know, you're such a talker. I didn't think you could be nervous in a situation like that. I didn't either. I was. Uh... Well, I, I think I tell you why because, like, you know, a lot of first, people aren't. The way she, the way she, the country, are, are, they, they, we were kind of an earlier slate. We weren't the earliest, thank goodness. We were the earliest. We were the only ones there, but we were um, around like eleven thirty or twelve that we were showcased. But then all of a sudden, like. In comes in Stan Ray. So Stan Ray's a guy that well, did so that. Well, so what happened was the night yeah, yeah. we got there on Friday. Let's tell a story. Night before. Yeah, on Friday. Friday, yeah. Friday night. Friday, Friday, night. Friday night. And uh, there were two films. The, the second one was Seven. Seven Stages of Blank. That's the, the last one. And I don't know if you've seen this um, one. Clip. The clip. The, the clip back, of the, this guy doing a backflip over this huge pass. And this truck goes by. And yes. Mm-hmm. So 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 we see him and we see Lexi. So Kyle. we're outside or whatever yeah. with our friends. Who's like 60. Two, this guy, Stan Ray, walks out and Ray's like, oh, that's that's him. That's the one that, you know, did that thing. <laughs> so I don't remember exactly what I said, but I, I went over to him and I said something like, I'm like uh green circle mom or something, something to that effect. And I was like, Oh yeah, you should come see our movie tomorrow. <laughs> and I said something about like Chris, our friend, um, the old guy, the one that uh, talked, gets interviewed with the hat on and in, in generation in generation and in the car too. And, oh. and in the car. He's the guy in the film. And I go, and yeah, he yeah. does biggest line in the east so you have to come see him so they're all like drunk and they like start talking to chris and they're like, like, totally like, they're like oh know. man really oh cool man and they're all these like other kind of montreal kind of year groupy guys who are like all ugly over him they saw chris like like oh man i got to see your movie now they're, they were totally it's they a little card. embellished there but it was i mean like he was really cool and like yeah. down the earth about it yeah. so like we're like yeah we'll see you you know so yeah so then so here they are so they start like you know showing some of the kind of previews and stuff like that of the films coming on and in comes stan ray 
uh, who and, and, and Lexi Gabba, who they won for best editing. And their film was pretty amazing. I saw it the last time for a second time. It's really like stellar, stellar footage, like really crazy skiing too. And then Katie Gurrell, who uh, did, did Dream Job, which is like now in the festival circuit too, which is like probably one of the funniest freaking. And it was it's hysterical. So hers was in the same. Yeah, and then a couple other pro skier guys walk in right after them. So I like so they didn't sit in the front. They kind of sat in the back. There's like maybe ten of them, and I'm like. I'm like, they're going to watch my film. <laughs> our film. So we kind of joke, like, oh, you came to see our film. You're <laughs> 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 there to see Katie Burrell's thing, but it was so yeah. funny. <laughs> so yeah. I'm a little nervous. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, then right before um, the films went on, you actually got Stan Ray to take a picture of us. <laughs> I didn't want a picture with him. I actually did want a photo with him. I'm like, hey, Stan, you take a picture of us. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, I don't want a picture with you. I want you to take a picture of us. How about that? <laughs> exactly. It was like, sure, dude. Probably. It was totally cool with it, you know. Yeah, it was funny. And I mean, I, I was kind of, I was kind of as a, as a goofy. I'm a goofy guy, you know. Which is, you know. So it's kind of funny that he was all nervous, and I was the one that kind of broke the ice. You did. Before, you did. Just yeah. unlike me. I, I think Alexi <laughs> thought I was hitting on him or something because I kept like getting closer. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of like, all right, well, I'm not good looking enough, obviously. My hair was much, I look like a crazy man because I literally got like, like, I worked all day long. I was scrambling at this proposal, drag the kids, throw them in the car. We got to drive, drive 100 miles an hour. <laughs> My hair's a mess. And so I can imagine what they thought of me. It's like, this is crazy, yeah, dude. Tired. Yeah, so when I got up there, I, just, I was kind of—I felt short on words, like, but I did speak too much, like I'm doing now again. <laughs> no, no, you're doing just just perfectly. But yeah. no, you know, like you, you kind of mentioned how you know, oh, we, you know, we we say like we suck at skiing, or we're like we're crappy skiers, like when you did your little uh, the presentation. But you know what, like you watch those ski films and we love watching them. We love them every year when they come out, and it's you know, it's like how much more can you actually do without? I mean, what's what's the end? what's the end goal of all these guys going like bigger and bigger every time, you know, like every year there's always people that are, that are dying filming yeah. this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, is that worth it? You know? And like, is the story they're conveying is the message they're conveying is what they're doing really worth that, you know? And you watch some of those other films, like, you know, the Warren Miller movies, they're definitely awesome. And I, I like them actually better because I like the story behind it. I like how they have like a narrative, something that ties it all together. And there was the one a couple years ago, line of descent where it had those guys doing the, the powder snowboarding without the bindings. And the guys even said that he's like, he's like every year I'd have to get more and more extreme. And it's like, and I'm, putting myself in harm's way he's like i want to just have fun and he did those you know they had those um the bindingless powder snowboards and it's like it was like the first time they did it it was like so much fun they were just cruising and having a good time with their buddies yeah i think you're absolutely using money in the head i i i, I asked that question of uh, a couple of these guys and you know it's i i think i feel who i asked but they they, they um he was in a movie with Sam Cooch. Um, he was at the event. Um, and he goes, oh, I'll just keep doing it until I can't do it anymore. But yeah, I, 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 get, I get it. I, I could do it now. But yeah, I mean, I don't really know that that much. I don't, I've never, I mean, I've done extreme things, but I've, I've never been at that level, of, you know, where I, I would even consider it because, you know, I, I know I'd probably kill myself. <laughs> but, but yeah, you're right. I don't, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know, you know what the, the right answer is. And I don't know the kind of, like you know, there's a place for those films that do the extreme stuff, but there's a place for the film that just shows the reality and, and the, what 
it brings back memories of like what everybody has of going skiing and, and being with your family and, and just having those, those experiences that you remember, you know, yeah. everybody well, can relate to. And I, and I agree. So yeah, I always go, that's what we always kind of like model ourselves off. Like what Warren Miller was like, it was more than just like some insane skiing line, whatever. It was really about a bigger story, right? A bigger story, a message about skiing and, you know, or even, you know, so this is why I was life in general, right? It ties yeah. in. You know, how you yeah. Live in your life. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I was, I was like, you know, I was referred to Jordan Manley in every case because it was like really a story. I mean, it involved skiing, but this, it was a secondary pursuit. It, it was the story was a skiing story, but it was like almost secondary to the story. Right. And, and, you know, and the same with Warren, Warren Miller skiing was like the, the center of it, but it was not, not without, not beyond story. I think, you know, I think the seven stages of blank did, you know, after seeing it a second time, I have a better appreciation for it because, it starts off with basically like a psychologist or a psychiatrist, like evaluating skiers and saying, I, I can't really fix you because in the end you're really skiers and kind of going through the seven stages of what a skier is. Right. So like, you know, anticipation, which is really funny is that we, they use a couple of terms that we use in our films, inspiration, press perseverance or resilience, you know, which are kind of true, right? You, when you're doing all these, when, you, when you're doing all these kind of ski stunts, like you, you, you've got to, you know, you know, anticipate things. You've got to persevere because man, you just land it wrong. You're dead. But it, it's funny, you know, um, there's a quote Mark Amba did recently about, you know, about skiing. And, and, and I don't want to paraphrase. I'll, I should find it and, and get back to you on it. But it, it was like, basically to what I have skiing, Skiing like this is his life, right? He doesn't know anything else, kind of, you know. And I mean, it's like it, it's 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 part of who he is. And I think for a lot of athletes, it's who they are, right? They they maybe or maybe just want too many concussions. Like, yeah, this is all I know, you know. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. But um, I think I, I think some of them, as long as they, they can keep doing it at that level, they will. It's just knowing when to stop. And um, so I'll, I'll I'll digress and plug Mike Rogue here, even though Mike doesn't really talk to us, but uh, hopefully we'll have this podcast and you guys too. But he did a, a thing with Ian Compton recently. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, Verb Cabin is his production company. And I love what it. is it? Verb Cabin? Verb Cabin, yes. Yeah, it's his production company. Yeah. And uh, it just came out recently with Ian, Ian Compton. And Ian Compton, was, you know, was a pro skier. He skied with line for a very long time, you know, did park and you know, you know, really talented young skier. And but it was it was a really nice piece because Ian just kind of dropped up the face of the earth. He's a young guy. He's probably 28 now, 29. And the, but the emphasis of the story was that he just didn't want to get injured anymore. He realized there was more to life. And you know, he wanted to kind of like find himself again, right? Like what's gonna be the next him that's not gonna be, you know someone that's severely injured or, or handicapped from doing other things that he had hoped to do. And, you know, it, it was a really human, human story in that um, he, he was actually, you know, finding apprenticeships, apprenticeships or the apprentices to people who had skills or trades. And it was, it was, it was really a great story. And then in the story, he also rediscovered skiing. This guy, Pete, who has like a rope toe in the back of his house. And, and it's, it was, it was a really great story. And, and oh, you know, you know what? Like yeah, that's we we talked about that on the podcast a few weeks ago. That it's called another Vermont. way. Yeah, about the yeah, another way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so I think I really think that I mean, me personally, I really think that there needs to be kind of more narrative around around that. Like you know, show like you know, I think it's just show the before and after. You know, like 
here, here's like this one athlete who still has like the, the appreciation and stuff for skiing, but it's kind of moved on beyond doing the trick. So it's, it still adds value because it's, like, like I said, when I got up on stage and, and I said, the soap's the same, right? It's like, look, you know, I may not ski the powder line or pillow line like you do. I, I, I'll do it really like gingerly and probably take me 10 years to get down a pillow line, but I'm still going to be as excited by that pillow line as you are. Right. And so, uh, hey, the, so goosebumps, think, the goosebumps are the same, right. You know, depending same, on what right? level yeah. you're at, you know, if it's, if it's a scary freaky line and you, you get through it, you know, you still get that same adrenaline rush. Exactly. And for us, it's like a blue run. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, as long as you get that rush, you know, you're having that enjoyment that's, level. But that's, that's the beauty of it. You know, you're yeah. kind of, you're not competing with anybody. You're just competing with yourself. Yeah. You know, you can challenge yeah. yourself as much as you want, or you can lay back and chill as much as you want. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. So I think, I think the skis, the ski stories need to, to evolve more into that, you know, and, uh, cause I think for, you know, our son, we, like, we basically watched a lot of the films with us. And I think that, he was like, uh, what did he say? He said something really funny. Aerial something. <laughs> he, 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 well, what, I think he said something like the fact that like, it wasn't like, well, they weren't, really, they weren't really skiing. It was like more like they were in the air and then landing on snow. Yeah. Yeah. They're acrobats pretty much, yeah. And then I think he said something One else. incredible yeah. shot after another. And it's like, they're not really, like you said, they're not skiing. They're they're doing other stuff. Yeah, they're aerialists. Yeah, which is what you're doing. This, yeah, and yeah. they're all competent skiers. I think he gets that too. Yeah. But I think... Also, that it's when you start seeing the same thing over and over again in terms of like the the sequences, it gets a little repetitive. So how do you how do you kind of break that story up? And then there were there are a few. I mean, I think was it you guys seen Romance at all? We watched the, the trailer. Lot, one. We haven't edit, watched. That's the, that's that yeah, twenty we the twenty year progression, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that you that was. Uh, I, I mean, there were a lot of really creative films. I mean, I mean, all of them had like very neat creative you know elements to them but that i think i think what uh josh did in that film was uh you know with the whole team he's got a really pretty good crew but um i i i i was really deeply impressed like i mean for a, a ski film that was just purely just ski and you know not a lot of narrative or if any narrative at all it was it was really well executed some of the they had this Interesting time lapse scenes incorporated with real time skiing. It, it, it was it was just really kind of beautifully executed from an edit, editing standpoint. So that's my my yeah. Point. I was gonna mention that as well. But the thing is, like here we are, like people were walking up to us, like, "Oh, who's your team?" <laughs> I'm like, "The two kids and us." Like, no way. <laughs> they're all back at the Fairmonts. The team. <laughs> Yeah, they're 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 hanging out, they're getting drinks, you know, having dinner. Yeah. So now, what do you guys use exactly? Like, what's your if you're doing a typical shoot, like generations? Like, how much equipment do you guys have? So you want to pull that over? Yeah. 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 So we have we have one of our cameras here. So yeah. So basically, we typically like carry cameras, like you know, just DSLR cameras. This is our new Nikon Z6 we just got here, and then um, you know we shoot with like you know. Sometimes we'll shoot with a couple of GoPros. So we'll have these attached to all hand mounted stuff. You know, we're, we don't, I don't like wearing stuff. I just, I just don't, I just don't like wearing, I just haven't really edited that. So I'd rather follow and track somebody. So we'll just put, you know, the GoPro, like one of these kind of like things here. And this is a really recent thing. Again, we've not done a lot of tracking shots with, with these, but we did use it for a couple scenes in, um, 
Shoot, I don't think we use. Yeah, we use we use the GoPro for a couple seasons and generations, but not much. But I don't think for, we used it that much. But we use the footage and grateful and grateful from this. You know, is that like, one of those stabilizing gimbals? No, this is, is not. Is it the Hero stick? The Hero Seven is pretty damn good. That's oh, the one. They, that's the first one they put the image stabilization on, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's electronic, but it's really diesel electronic. And um, you know, I've uh, you know, hey, I haven't been doing this kind of now like for about ten years, I guess, but like really the last six, like trying to get decent. And we, you know, we're still like a light. After seeing level one, we have like light years to still learn. Yeah, but they uh, have a team. They, they have, have a, oh yeah. They have, Massive team. Photographers. Not that many, but we counted like at least fifty. Oh, at least fifty. Yeah, so fifty. Wow. So they, not like really? Yeah. Oh, it was crazy. They, they mean, wow. all these little films had like fairly. But I mean, they, there were a lot of different locations, so maybe. Yeah. You know, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it was repeat. Yeah. So I mean, um, which means a lot of money spent. <laughs> which I'm sure your budget is it's a lot more than, my, than what you and I I spend. You know. <laughs> On our, on our productions, you know, but um, <laughs> it, uh, it, it's funny. It, but, you know, I think, you know, one cool thing is at least after, you know, these guys had seen, you know, our edit, they, they clapped and they came just like, yeah, that was really, really good. You know, and Sam was like, yeah, dude, like, dude, you're not, cra- you're not a crappy skier. You know, it's like, you know, it's like we, we all have our moments. I skate crap too. And, you know, and he says, yeah, but I fall better. And so I fall pretty good too. And he said something. <laughs> Like fourteen concussions, you know. So it's kind of cool. You know, they approached us afterwards, and you know, and I mean, I think for us to be at IF three among like you know real heavy duty filmmakers was like you know to us today, I think the the biggest event that you know we've been been invited to. But it's been this past like the past summer, it's been kind of a whirlwind. Uh, yeah, it sounds like things are coming very quickly up for you, right? A little yeah. too fast. We can't even keep up. Like this, like last month. Well, I think. I mean, I think if it were just one film that we had, we were just kind of like, I guess, submitting all over the place. But um, just well, you're also you know, doing other projects at the same time, yeah. right? This one and a different and that one. If we had just did one film and submitted it to everything, it would be a lot easier. But right. now that there's so many different ones having to do like the media kits and that's know. a good problem to have having yeah, a lot of yeah it's just like you know it just all happened so quickly you know and, and it's uh it's, so it's, ever, yeah, it's just hard to keep about, up with yeah, you know you ever think about getting some free interns from one of the schools or something yeah it's funny somebody brought that up um you know, I, I just don't know if I'm really ready to manage people, you know, or, you know, because relinquish like, control, that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not just control. It's like, I won't be able to control anybody given how like fluid we are. And like, I mean, so much of what, what's happened so far has been kind of just kind of like just happened, right? So it's like, it's been really hard to have any sort of predictability and, you know, w- what to do. And, and so much of it's like the last minute, the last minute thought, hey, we go about that. I mean, don't be wrong. I mentioned we always had ideas. Like we talked about generations, I think earlier in the year, uh, you know, we had that kind of mentally planned, you know, for five years. But you know, how does you show up someplace and you have like your shot list and you realize that I'm not going to get any of these shots today or I didn't get any of this at all. And you, you guys don't have like two weeks to spend in a location, right? You guys are up there for the weekend and you got to get back to work, right? Get back home. Yeah. Yeah. Like 
Generations was filmed in basically a day and a half. A day and a half. Wow. wow. You had good yeah. timing then. Yeah. Yeah, we and it, yeah, we got we were lucky there was some snow. I mean, we had we had thought about doing a week prior and it was like it was snow, but it was like it was I mean it was it was <laughs> when Lisa goes and moguls uh moguls as hard as diamonds or shaped like diamonds. I mean, they were as hard and shaped like diamonds. <laughs> like, oh my god, my, my and we had no sleep at all for that. Wow. Yeah, we, but um, yeah, but uh, you're getting back to you know the IF three and full vessels. It was just, it was just, you know, it's humbling, right? It's it's humbling, and and then when we talk to people who are you know in the business who've been like like consulting with us, like don't be humble. Like your your stuff is good. Don't worry about it. You know, be artists. Be arrogant. Exactly. I'm like. I'm like we're broke like privileged to be watching this. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're broke like them too, so it's okay. <laughs> Perfect. It fits the mold. Again, you're suffering for your art. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Suffering big time, you know. You know. But, so you did, uh, so you did, you did IF three, um, the International Film Film Festival in Manhattan. That already happened too. Well, they, uh, well there that's was, a different. One. Yeah, that, that, there was one this week, but the the, the second event's November. Where we scheduled it for the second event they asked him they, they, they asked us I'm like yeah it'd be better to remember because it would have been it was the same weekend the first the first uh part of the event so the second part of the event is november 16th okay. so it worked out because otherwise it would have been like so that's for the, that's gonna be the dip actually. that's the dip that's and, the this dip. Weekend, and this weekend's the lake placid film festival lake placid uh, okay yeah and that's nice. a big one too actually that was a total hail mary i'm like uh, we're never going to get in, and then we have two films. We have two shorts, so summer one, and uh, it was which is called uh, Dislodge. Dislodge, which which was actually uh, spot basically was basically sponsored by High Peaks Resorts. They they saw Nature's Bounty, which is the other one that got in uh, to the Lake Placid Film Festival, and I got a message and I said, "Hey, would you guys be interested in you know?" Doing a story here, we give you some rooms, and I'm like, yeah, sure. But that was, that was, cool. was, that, that was at Whiteface. That was it. Yeah, that, that was, was the summer reddit. The summer reddit. That was a uh, in, in Lake Placid. Lake Placid okay. called this nice. Yeah. So, so yeah. So it's opening with the lodge and closing with Nature's Bounty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's first and second session on Saturday. Uh, Dislodge opens and Nature's Bounty closes the second the session. Second session. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, and then you know, so I mean, it's only 40, 48. 48 films. But I heard they had like sixteen hundred plus films wow. submitted. Wow! Yeah, we got two in. I, I didn't expect any. Big. That's great. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. That's impressive. Yeah, maybe because the location helped out because yeah. we were both like plastic. Well, that was why I was saying like we preferred it. We decided to, to submit those because they were in the, in the location, area and we thought that would be kind of. But also, I think Dislodge had won the best film at Flix. The best uh, yeah. film at a Flix Film Festival this year, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it was just it was just kind of that happened, and then then we had um, well, we had the main outdoor film festival. We submitted a main a main edit. We got into yeah. that. We tried for three years again that festival, and we got in this year. Wow! So yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Um, you know, now we can translate that to you know you know big money icon passes for all of us and yeah. every pass. Weird yeah. <laughs> jet, you know, and I don't care about the luxury. <laughs> Just the convenience of the private jet would be nice. Not having to deal with the commoners at the airport. You know, that's what we want to do. Exactly. You know, Steve on podcasts and the Alba Adventures. Teterboro yeah. to tell your ride. That's exactly. what you got to get your entourage. You, you need room for your entourage. Exactly. Yeah. 
reporting live from <laughs> yeah think about the equipment you could pick up and you know what we could be doing with the you know some private jet action private jet footage that's right jay-z's of skiing <laughs> all right you got a gold grill ladies and gold grill my teeth you know oh, of course well of course. i think if if it's ski theme it's got to be diamond right yeah mm-hmm. For the no. kids, at least. Yeah. Diamond, diamond dust, black yeah. Diamonds. No, black double diamonds, yeah. Like yeah. Cool. Double, <laughs> double sure. diamonds, even better. Oh, double, di- double diamond grills. <laughs> Two. You want to go deep with it. <laughs> what was it? What was it? Someone, someone in Quebec said something. You know, the reason, you know the reason why there are no double diamonds in Quebec? Because we don't want to make the Americans feel good <laughs> about skiing. on like Because apparently, like, everything's like... You know, like it, it was like something funny. It was like they said because like you, I, I, I'm not sure about that, but someone said that there. Me even here. It's like we don't have double diamonds here because you know we don't want to make Americans feel good about what they're skiing on. It's like oh my god, that was that was so hard. <laughs> <laughs> those those French Canadians, man, they're uh they're a rough one. They're rough yeah. ones there. Wait, did, rough you, did I tell you what? what like, you guys aren't on Facebook much, but. Um, so did I ever tell you about the arguments we would have with our Canadian friends about maple syrup? I think I might have told you briefly about it. I think you did like, mention it to me, yeah. So my daughter, we, we, we have this, like, she's got this little bear that she got in, in uh, Montremblant last year. And I do all these voices for the animals. And he's got these Quebec. So he, it's like, I speak like this and I am a Quebec bear. Whatever, you know. <laughs> so she like, we would do these maple syrup arguments all the time. Like, who makes better maple syrups? And she's got these like moose stuffed animals from Vermont, right? So there'll be this battle between them. So here we are at the IF3 thing in Mad River back in April, right? And, um, uh, yeah. And, and so a couple of, you know, Quebec friends, like we just knew online, we finally got to meet them, uh, show up, right? It's got Shane Donnelly, uh, we'll give a shout out a little Shane. And, uh, so Nevada starts this argument with him about like, you know, Vermont oh makes the best. Oh, oh boy. So what did he do? He, he, he hands us some cans of like, you know, like Quebec yeah, maple, maple syrup. syrup. So we take a photograph. We carry all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Got the XXX on there. <laughs> like an old Bugs Bunny cartoon. Four or five cans he gives to us. I, I take a picture with it. And then meanwhile, like this guy, like a Jeremy Rayner, he goes by Vermont Creeper. And I think Rick Cool, who's Vermont Sunday Shredder, both to do videos. And they go, how dare you drink that, you know, eat that poisonous stuff. <laughs> maple syrup so it's kind of carried on for like months afterwards right so um so shane and i were kind of like you know kind of chatting online like about maple syrup again so i said wouldn't it be really funny if we just did like a skinny east group like on facebook this is a big it's got like sixteen thousand people on it like you know discussion about maple syrup i just thought it'd be a joke and this became like what a week or 10 days of like, they actually had a whole Face off with wow, no. and it also these graphics. New York got killed by Vermont. Everybody knew it was going to come down to the Vermont, the last Quebec. final of Quebec and Vermont. Oh, wow. So, so it was all by just like, you know, ad hoc polling, like you vote. And so Vermont obviously crushes Quebec, right? But all the Quebecois were saying, we were just too nice to vote against you. We know you just voted for second place anyway. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, the IF3, right? And there's Shane Dolly comes. He couldn't stay for the whole event for personal reasons. And what does he bring us? <laughs> he brings us like five cans of Quebec syrup. <laughs> uh, that's, that's probably all you're gonna get now. Like yeah. the, tri- the triple amber, the the very best of the best. 
Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. But now it's it's so funny. You look at the map. Someone decided to just draw a line between what's Quebec and Vermont anyway. Yeah. It's the same forest, the same trees, the same water feeding it. And uh, now there's battles fighting over uh, who's making a better syrup. Oh, the maple syrup supremacy, man. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, actually, we did, we did learn a lot about maple syrup, like, you know, about humidity, about, like, you know, so- soil temperature and rate of evaporation. It's like it's it's insane, you know, like all the little things that you know, we learned about, like, if you're by the coast or by, like, large body of water, it's going to be a darker, darker grade. It's not going to be like a hot. It, it, was, it was it was stupid. Like, but, you know, it was cool at the same time. Then we learned about the maple mafia. Apparently, this is yeah, I've heard really? about. I saw like a, a Vice documentary about that. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's totally insane. Like, there's a Quebec maple mafia, it's like a cartel, right? Completely. Yeah. And the F pack. Yeah. So, and then I was just saying, was like, I didn't know this, but apparently, uh, I learned this the other day too from Shane that Quebec has something like, I think, thirty or forty million gallons of maple syrup in reserve. In, just in case, yeah. America has oil. They have maple syrup. Yeah, maple syrup. And maybe it's like not thirty million. Maybe it's like three hundred million. But it's like some crazy number of, of maple wow. syrup reserves. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> they don't sell. So I always joke. I said, like you know, really, when you were selling Quebec maple syrup, you're just giving a slot cabin, right? Because we never give Americans the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. That's yeah. smart. That's the way to yeah. do it. In the reserve. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but uh, he's a, he's an he's an okay steer. Americans got those Canadians beating that department. Just, just <laughs> <joking>. <laughs> so funny. now, do you guys already have a plan for season seven this year? Where you're going to go? What you're going to do? What you're going to shoot? Because I know you guys are saying you're going to kind of change up your your model a bit. Yeah, I at least should take that one. Oh, it's <laughs> <Just> defer. <laughs> we have. Um... We have a few few things planned. <laughs> keep it under wraps for now. Got to keep it fresh. I, yeah, I, I get. You. Yeah, it's I, a really long list. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> long a list, but yeah. It's not that long a list, but I think we're gonna probably only do. I think we're gonna probably limit it to five this year. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think. Uh, so we we have we ha- we definitely have places already lined up. The question comes down to is time and how much we can execute, and um, you know whether or not people are going to watch our stuff too. So it's like you know is is less more right? Um, it's like I talked a lot. Maybe if I spoke less, people will listen to me more. But this is thinking with video, so we're thinking like maybe we like scale it back. You know. Uh, because like we we we're last year was we we have ten places that want us to go there and shoot. Oh wow, that's good. And to be wanted, right? It's it's going to be wanted. Yeah. The question though is like, you know, how how much of my time I can commit, or even Alicia's time to commit, uh, and you know, uh, well, I need it, that jet. You need that jet. Yeah. Need, need the jet. <laughs> send send the jet, and you'll be there. Right? Or an RV. Or yeah. Have you your know, RV. You have like you have the sides all um you know like uh the wrap on there. Yeah, you can do the edit while you're driving to and from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mobile yeah, studio. Yeah, mobile studio. Autopilot RV. Yeah. <laughs> Autopilot radio, exactly. Well, gaming yeah. station. That would really get some going. You would actually you'd probably get you wouldn't. Hey, honey, how are you? Yeah. You know. Uh, he just ran. <laughs> yeah, 
that's come on the show actually. <laughs> yeah, she just kissed and ran. She gave me some M and M's, and that was it. <laughs> it's sustenance here. Yeah, sustenance. She's like, you're gonna need it. <laughs> Florida makes the best maple syrup. Florida makes the best maple syrup. Actually, Florida. All right. Believe it or not, there's actually a small patch in Florida that apparently makes really maple. where. It's I I, I want to say it's like near Ocala in that area because of the elevation. Oh, okay. So we're like looking at this map, and someone goes, sends it to me. He goes, "Because holy smokes, like Florida." I don't know how it, it makes it. Well, I mean, who knows? They might tap like you know palm enough. trees. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Meth labs. <laughs> I'll find something. <laughs> like, palm oil with yeah, like you know. Oil. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it said on there like you got to get it. So I'm just trying. Orange in there. <laughs> they're they're one they're one maple syrup the one maple tree they have in like central Florida. But apparently they, they can, and I, I mean, because wow. of that maple tree that could survive the you know summers there. Hmm. You know? I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look and see yeah. on the, uh, the maple forest that they have hidden. That yeah. could be part of the uh, maple mafia. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the retirement plan. That's where they all go to after That's they leave. Cool. Hey, they all come down here for vacation <laughs> and retirement. They, they, they said camp near the one maple tree. <laughs> I'm sure Jimmy Buffett owns it, you know, and has this whole retirement community around there. Oh, even in my, uh, my maple complex, it's all like a lot of uh, Canadians that come down and they retire here. Maple Ritaville. Yeah. Maple Ritaville. Think about it. Buffett's on it, man. <laughs> I, I got to dig into this uh, maple syrup story. See, see if there's a connection down here. Yeah, exactly. Go for it. Go, look, look it up. Oh, I, know, I, can I, could probably, I could probably find the link and send it to you like, later on. But I was like, really, I, I, some guy from that group actually sent it over on CDs. But it was funny the comments I was getting. Like, you know, some like, people were getting pissed. Some people were really getting like, like they're getting like totally pissed off. You know, the ones that were totally like, you know, like this is not even for discussion. Vermont is the winner, and we'll declare it now. And so some would say this is not skiing related because it's a skiing related form. I'm like, I said, look, it's paired off with this is everything and nothing about skiing. But like, how many? The, the weird thing was the engagement was pretty insane. And wow. the blessing from like Jeff McDonald, you know, uh, he quoted, he commented on one of the graphics I created, which were some were totally insane. I went a little overboard with some of the uh, you know graphics I could do. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I think enough people got riled up and, you know, and, and, uh, people are ready to ski. Yeah, people are ready. I said, people are ready. <laughs> no, right. The snow's going to come, you know, and there's always that like, one guy, you know, it's, it's weird because, like, I think some people feel threatened by family, a family that makes ski videos. And, uh, and so he, he goes, like, this one guy wrote, I can't remember his name now, it's just some dude from Pennsylvania, whatever. And, uh, he goes, oh yeah, Ray's just doing that to kind of boost his like social media presence so he can promote his videos. And I'm like, dude, are you serious? I'm not joking. I'm like, are you so threatened by family videos that you would even care? Like, this, that's what he invented scrolling for. Like, you just, just scroll past it. Like, everybody else does it. You can scroll past it too. That's yeah. re- reason number 715 why we don't pay attention to Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the people. Does everybody need a voice? Really? No. <laughs> like you said, yeah, it's okay to not say anything and just scroll by, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah exactly. Like, it's just odd. Like, you know, like, like oh, come on, dude. Like, and it was really this one guy, Justin, I feel his last name was like Delcourt or Delafonte, whatever. He said uh, something like, a couple years ago where, uh, you know, we just got this, we got this thread and it's something that was like in our video before. I said, hey, he's a really cool dude. And like, yeah, I'm a really cool dude. Don't worry about it. One day we'll meet. 
so we're that night. So this like this happened like this thread and just had to respond to. And that night we're driving up to Pico and we went to the conic and we got out and had gas. And who was it? Who else? Who was pumping their car next to ours? That dude. Wow. Whoa. And so we talking to me. He goes, oh, man, dude, you're really cool. And he called this one guy. He's like, oh, man, they're totally awesome people. Like, I told you they're awesome people. You know? <laughs> wow. So, but I guess you know, people don't know who we are. So they think they're like, raise a narcissist. I am. We're all narcissists, man. Raise a sociopath. That's, you you kind of have to be a little bit, right? Because, you know, if you don't go onto the rooftops and tell people you're doing stuff, no one's going to know. Yeah, exactly. That's unfortunately yes. how it is. You kind of got to find that balance of, you know, whoring yourself out, but also promoting yourself. Oh, I whore myself, baby. Yeah. <laughs> do what you got to do. Results. Look, you're going to all these film festivals, you know, you're getting up in JPEG magazine. Like things are happening now because you're doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, I think I think the uh, it's interesting how like, like you know, you know, we you know I think we we always you know we always inquire, we always ask. I think that you know one thing that I mean, I'm only maybe speaking out of turn here is that we're we we're we're really sincere people. When we say first of all, we say we're going to do something, there's no question we're going to do it, right? And I'll give you an example. So this guy I've known for years, guys to the United Bike Race for many years, and. Um, you know, I haven't seen him in a while, but he always reaches out to me, whatever. And and so you know, I work I work remotely, so I'm home a lot, right? Or I'm you know, I'm not traveling as much. I'm home a lot lately. So I'm in I'm like in this room you're recording in like most of my day. It's five o'clock comes around or something around, I'm like, oh kids are home, like, where do I go to bar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, some time out of out of this room, right? So yes, this guy Chris uh Chris messaged me the other day. He goes, Hey, you know, he was really psyched about what's happening with the, the, the ski films and the IF3. And he goes, it'd be great to get together. I said, yeah, how about like Tuesday? And he thought I was BSing him. And then the next night, I was like, hey, you still coming today? I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm, like, I'm on the train now. And, and so he's, I saw him and he's, I, you know, we, he has a son. Uh, he's got two kids, he's got a son and daughter. And so when we met, we met a long time ago, but his son had uh, has a, a brainstem tumor. And so... Mm-hmm. Like he had gone through a couple of surgeries younger, and not to make a sad story out of this, because there's there's life and it's all this here. He saw a lot of similarities to what I was going through with his son. But his son's like you know was cognitively normal, but like he was given nine months to live, and it was like a really kind of touch and go thing. And so it turned out his son is now 29. He's like you know strong as an ox. He's totally fine, knocking wood. You know, has, wow. has a girlfriend, whatever. And so he. He, 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 you know, so I walk in his office and, you know, really amazing office too, like by the Empire State Building. And he has like this, he, he has like the card from Rocky, you know, when we, you know, we do the announcement and kind of thanking everyone on his, you know, on his, uh, by his desk. And he goes, Oh, that dude, that's, that's, that's been there for the last 12 years. Everywhere, no matter where I am, I got one here, one in the house, whatever. And, and, um, and he, he said to me, he goes, you know, I can tell you one thing, Ray, about you is like every time you, I, you know, every time you said you're going to come see me or anybody that knows you, you're there, right? And it's and that's how I've always been. Like I commit to something, I'm I'm there. You know, it's like I'm there. I'm doing it. You know, I may be late sometimes, but you know, I'm not late for her because when I first met her, I was late by half an hour. Oh, but the light just went uh, by half an hour, and the first thing she says, "You're late." And I say, "Well, you're not ready." <laughs> 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 but, <Don't worry. laughs> it's supposed to wait for you, right? So, right. 
Well, that's something too, you know, that you got some, you have integrity and that's something that, you know, comes through in the films too. You know, there is, there's an honesty to it. You know, we've talked about you know, the big ski movies and the, you know, the 15 flips and the going down splines with the avalanches behind you. And you know, that's really cool. But I guess in the same vein, it's like uh, the superhero movies, you know, Avengers are fun to watch, but you know what? You also want to watch that kind of indie film where it has like a real meaning and a message and a story. And that's what you guys yeah. are providing. You're providing a real story about real people having real experiences. And I think a lot of people, you know, in this this kind of charged society we're now where everyone's trying to infight over the most nonsense things to find something positive and fun and good. You know, people want to see that. People want to share that and want to experience it. So what you guys are doing are is part of the part of the light, part of the good side of things that are happening and with uh, this this proliferation of social media. Get hired. <laughs> oh. Boom, and that's behind the spokesperson right now. Mary, you, you could sub in when you need to. But yeah. yeah, I just I add color to everything. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He's the exclamation point. It's I'm like a, a it's Chappelle show. Remember when um, I yeah. Black, soundboard. Remember Black Bush? He had the guy next to him. Yeah, yeah. That's you. You're you're the guy next to Black Bush. Yeah. You. <laughs> but now uh, you guys what you guys are doing is uh it, it really is awesome and you know we're we're we feel really lucky that you know we kind of met on on social media and you know you reached out to us and we were able to get back to you and we, we had these conversations and it's it is a, a positive awesome thing you guys are doing so we're happy to to promote and share everything you guys are doing because uh you know it inspires us too yeah, yeah vice versa vice versa i mean we we, we definitely make it a point to listen to your podcast you play it in the car. It's just easy to do. I can just put it on, you know, and it, it, the, the thing is I don't ever download it. So I'm always streaming it. So when we get to like certain areas, like Mario's voice would sound a little like, 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 you know, like telling the story. I know it like, really sounds like that sometimes. <laughs> I was just saying, there was a couple episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when too many drinks or hits or whatever. <laughs> no, that's Brian just trying to mute me out. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. There was one episode a couple of weeks ago or months ago where Mario definitely had a couple and Fired our, up that our, our one buddy said to us, he's like, I love that episode <laughs> because Brian, you sounded like a frustrated babysitter. <laughs> you could hear the tension in in like that's what people like. They were like, Yeah. You didn't know what was gonna happen next, but you know Brian was gonna be pissed off about it either yeah. way. <laughs> We're trying to make it fun. We're trying to have a good time. You know, we're trying to celebrate, you know, everything that is, you know, skiing and ski life and, you know, all the things that are part of it. Cause it's, you know, again, we're not, we're not the guys in the TGR movies getting launched to get yeah. thrown off helicopters and going down Alaskan splines. You know, we're the ones trying to enjoy every turn and enjoy every experience and, you know, enjoy the conversations we have with people. Uh, in the gondolas, on the lifts, at the apre bars, and getting psyched up for the trips, and talking about the post trip. You know that 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 whole culture. That's what we. That's what we're about. Yes, yeah. it's about the people. Like you guys are, are you know, top notch people. Seem like a nice family, and and we got a good, you know, relationship. Even though we don't hang out on a regular basis, uh, that means a lot, lot more than just you know knowing people that have tons of connections and and whatever. You know, so connections will come. We're, we're crying now because we're so happy. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we can have a group hug right now, if we would yeah, totally yeah, be all about that. Group hug. Oh, we're hugging everybody. Oh, so, so much hug. So, so you, you know, that guy, I, we should get, we should, you guys should definitely interview the guy, Christopher Crowley, who, who was a guy in, Chris, uh, in, uh, in Generations who did the, kind of the interview at the very beginning and it was actually in the uh, both the outtakes 
as well as the kind of a summary that, of the IF3, uh, because he's such a character. Like, he like literally is like the adult ski bum. He's got three beautiful daughters, all very competent skiers, his wonderful wife. He's got a house in Long Island. But the guy, like, literally is like, he is ready to go on a road trip anytime. anytime. Like, he literally has the skis in his car now. Wow. <laughs> nice. He's ready. He's ready. So, so, so we're kind of, we're kind of saying 25 to 65, you know, it's like, he's like, yeah, you know, like, I'm, yeah, I, I did the career thing and now I'm ready to be a ski bum again. I mean, he literally is ready. He's like talking about like, I'm going to get a van, just convert a van. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That was go anytime. Where is he based out of? So he lives, a, he's a Long Island actually. In, he is, uh, okay. In, uh, uh, Port Jefferson, to Port Washington. And uh, we've known him for years. We go, we've known him for like 23 years or whatever, you know, since uh, before our kids were born. And this is oldest daughter and Rocky are the same age. And so we've seen all their kids grow up. And, you know, one just graduated college and one's in college now at UVM. She's like a really great skier. They're all the kids are really good skiers. And Shay is uh, going to be going to college next year. Next year. Next year in college. I can't believe it. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we've, you know, like I, I, I held all these kids as babies. It's so bizarre yeah. to be joined two of them now. But um, <laughs> we need them as our kind of our extended family, our daughters. But Chris is always, he's always been the same way. It's kind of like, he doesn't really ever get angry. Like he's always like low key. And, you know, it's just like, he's always about having a good time. I just like, I just, and, and like, so he said, hey, hey might I come up to, like, you know, Montreal? I'm like, hell yeah, come up. It'd be great to have you. And like, Can you drive, really, too? Yeah, yeah. 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 You drove, you drove the car. And, the, and, the, and that uh, after, like, the after uh, summary thing I did, we did, actually, where I'm in the back playing his ukulele, like, he'll stop at a, at a light and play the ukulele in between lights. <laughs> <laughs> People photograph like who's this guy playing the ukulele between lights? <laughs> playing the ukulele back in his car, you know. And uh, but he became like a real celebrity there. I couldn't believe it. Like, people just loved him. And his line was like, he was like, they, 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 everyone was thinking he probably jumped over cars and really parked something. Like, this is like his total. His like his sense of humor is like so out, so out there and so funny. But yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, if you get him on the show one day, he's he's it's so funny. funny. Any Mad River, he knows. He like knows that place like intimately well, you know. Yeah, he said like he's like, the only place they ski at. Yeah, so yeah, he skis other places from time to time, but it has to be like he did the gondola with us at Killington. Yeah, that was a big deal for six for his sixtieth yeah. birthday. Yeah, that was a couple years wow. ago. Yeah, so we oh, made a nice. meeting. Because well, I think because um, Mad River was supposed was, to open, it didn't open. Well, his birthday's like April fifteenth. Yeah, so Mad River didn't open that weekend. Or, yeah, yeah. so you stay you stay with us. It's like, well, we'll get you some passes at Killington, and so him and we ski with the whole family. Everyone skied. His wife skiing and the three girls, and you know my brother's daughter and us. It was, it was a real blast every day. But get him, but it was like I think the first gondola ride that his kids had ever been on. Wow! <laughs> wow! They have been to Chandala. We took them on the we took them on the first Chandala ride at Mountain Creek, and like there are, I have a video of that somewhere. They were like cracking up. It's like what is this? Like, thing? We're so excited! We're going on our first guy. Because there is the single chair or the sunny side double. Meanwhile, you know, you know the single chair is like nothing for them. What it is? Yeah. So uh, that's so, pretty funny. Just the other places, uh, but yeah, mainly mainly is Mad River. We got like 50, 60 days there. Year he teaches there. He's also the like a mountain host. And, and, you know, oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. So he just well, he's an A mountain host. So, and uh, 
Cool. You know, I think it's pretty, people go there. He's like, he's like the, he's like the guy everyone knows. The mascot. <laughs> Sorry, he's like a mascot. mascot. Yeah, he's like a mascot. Yeah. <laughs> like Mad River Marv. <laughs> well, they're, they're, I'm, like, I'm not sure if you guys have been there, but that you go to that bar. It's like you know, there, 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 there are so few like bars like left like this at the mountain, right? So Pico has a pretty, really amazing bar with an old culture. You know, uh, the Bear Den at, at Burke, at Burke is also. It's like this old school bar in the mountain, and then you have Mad River, right? And <laughs> the Mad River bar is like this really cool bar, and like there are people who don't even, they don't even go ski that day, but show up to the bar for happy hour. Just hang out, happy hour. Hang out. Oh, right. Right. Just going to hang out. Yeah, it's 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 the a real like the, the bar itself is just worth the experience. Like you don't even have to go skiing, but like you definitely nice. want to ski when you're there. You know, work remote <laughs> all day. You're just going to the bar, man. That's yeah, it. Exactly. The JP bar culture is still pretty cool on the state side, but, state side but the cool. state the state side original state side uh, 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 shack, what would we call the the lodge. The original one was like 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 really old school, but I know what they, they had to build a new. They needed like, they needed more hotel space and they rebuilt it. But at least it kind of they've kept, kind of, they've kind of kept, kept the vibe. They kept the vibe there, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. So the the the, the state side bar still the, the culture there is still very much like the old culture from the uh, from the old bar. But and I think yeah. that I think one of the key things to that is is that um, Steve Wright really treats the employees well. Yeah. Like, so you know Steve Wright. They do a lot of functions Steve. for the employees. Yeah, you know Steve Wright is right. I think I've heard the name, but no, I don't. He writes the, the the current president for um, JP. He was formerly the chief marketing officer, and then he took over as president. And, and uh, I mean, he's a the guy is an amazing guy. He, you know, he really He'll be out busing tables. I mean, you know, oh wow! Like, really wants to. It was so hands on that guy. He's like, it's unbelievable. Like, you know, like you're running this. You got two thousand employees, or give or take five hundred. But you know. Like, He's got a lot of employees, a big operation, and you'll see him out there. And it, it's funny, I remember when we, we first met him, uh, we've known him for years. And he's like, known us, obviously. And we first met him at the ski expo last year. He goes, you, you want to know how you, you uh, ski less days at the mountain, work at a mountain? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> wow. Now, what's going on with Jay Peak? Like, they're still in this limbo of like... Yeah, I think they're asking. I mean, I read something recently. I think they're, they're trying to get about $220 million for the resort. And I think that some people say, well, there's no way in receivership they can get more than $75 million. Because yeah, they're, I guess, they're trying to get as much to cover some of the investor costs that was there. I yeah, mean, I think right. I mean, but, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, what's going to happen. You know, you know if, if it's, I mean, I know that I think Vale took a pass on it. I don't know if Altera's going to look at it. You know, I, you know, who knows? Could maybe I joked, I joked with Mike Salamano, who runs uh, Killington, like, you know, an email, I'm like, hey, you should go buy JP. <laughs> you know, it'd be like a, a powder corporation enterprise because powder's really good about like letting mountains like run themselves, right? So they don't really, I mean, they have like some overarching policies that they try to, you know, emulate across all the, the brands that they own, but it's largely, you know, Killington, you know, Mike Salomo runs it, right? And actually, and Steve and Mike know each other for years. They used to work together. And so, so I was just kind of saying that'd be kind of funny, but you know, because then I'd definitely buy a Killington Pass versus a Pico Pass. But 
No, no offense. Well, the thing with Jay Peak is that they own so much of the real estate around. Yeah. That oh yeah. Have a, you know, have you guys skied there? Yes. Yes. Only yeah. once though. Love Jay Peak. Yeah. Jay Peak. Now Burke is a little bit different in that I think they they were saying that the hotel is going to be separate than the mountain. I don't. I don't know. That's what I read somewhere, and I'm not sure. But both are both are turning over some money. So I mean, I think that. I mean, I know, it's all speculation. I'm not in the, in the inside, and you know, I trust that whoever. I, I mean, I say I trust whoever. I say I think whoever ends up owning them. In the end, I wish it were me. If I had the money, I'd buy it today. Yeah, it's pretty pretty but, nice uh, location. I, I think you're and I are about you know three hundred million ninety nine bucks shy. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they're right in the center of the maple syrup war. I mean, yeah, right yeah. by the border. <laughs> you know, they're probably running maple syrup, you know, from uh, Canada to Vermont, saying it's Vermont maple syrup. It's actually Canadian. Man, first the private jet, now this. Damn it. Night's ruined. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah so, but um, yeah, we hope to make it back to Jay. We want, we want to get the Jay in the middle of winter because we usually go there in the spring. So, which is, you know, spring is, you know, we love spring skiing. Awesome. But it'd be nice to go there on a, on a real kind of like epic powder day to check yeah, it out. Get pounded with snow all the time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that yeah. was like the way their position just gets that like catches the powder. It's weird. Yeah, and after seeing no matter how again, I think number five, which is that ski to east edit again because someone posted the other day on for today, I think on JP. So like, yeah, let me watch some ski porn. And I was like, oh yeah, we gotta get there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this winter we'll get there, you know, during the high season, you know, but it's, it's always tough. It's always like, you know, because we never know with kids, like when they, they got their schedules, you know, maybe my son will be dating somebody and then I got to bring his girlfriend to go ski someplace. And you wouldn't just go up there on a nice powder day just to use the water park, right? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that, right? It's amazing. But... <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do on that powder day? Well, it snowed a foot, so I just went in the in the water park the whole day. Yeah, I, I only like groomers. I only like corduroy. <laughs> I had to wait till I got groomed out for the next day. It was perfect. That was someone we knew on a ski trip. They're like, I don't really like powder. I'm more into corduroy. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you're nuts. We're just staring at him like, really? You're not putting this on. The mountain that cannot be named. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you cannot name the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> There are two, in fact, but there's like one particularly. Two. Well, two, we letter O and then an O. <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't really do an edit there. We did really do that. Kind there. of. Kind of. We've kind of done combo edits with them. We've never given them a standalone because they never were never ever interested in us. But, but yeah, no, yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah, groom, I, there's a time and place for groomers. I think, you know, when you, you know, I, I tell you what, so after skiing, you know, Mad River and you do like, you know, like two, three runs, two, three runs and bumps, there's one run called Antelope and like literally will break your legs. Like it's like basically the whole way down. With very beginning Antelope is kind of like nice and cruiser like, but then when you actually get to the lower Antelope, it's like, just like bumps all the way out. And it's just like, and then you have to hike out, walk to the, to the lower Antelope, it leaves you like you know, maybe like two, three blocks away from the lift. So like after you like have your legs all tired, then you got to carry your gear. Yeah. <laughs> all right, right. So after doing a couple of those, or you do like, you know, some other like, you know, crazy lines, these kids were, these young kids taking us on. When we actually saw the, 
the, the one or two, they've got more than one or two groomers. They've got several. We, I was like, let's stick to the groomer in the way that. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> My legs need a rest. Right? I was like, yeah, you know what? This is like effortless skiing. Yeah. You can appreciate them after that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, these, you, you, you come, like I said, like, you come from there, you know, you, you, you're a better skier, right? I mean, like, and that's the thing about there is like you, at some point you're going to make the wrong turn and you're committed. You know, I guess you could kind of, you could kind of do that. I see JP has Can-Am, right? And, uh, yeah, Can-Am. Can-Am. Can-Am can break your legs too. That's 1,500, 1,480 vertical feet of just bumps, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Can-Am, right? And that like, top part, if it's not, you know, it can get really icy at the top. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's exciting. You know, we have, like, you know, to, you know, we have all these Vermont places, you know, you know, excited for us and a couple of New Hampshire places to start following us. Maybe they're, maybe we got to New Hampshire a little love this year as well. Yeah. We'd like to get to New Hampshire. Yeah. We've been yeah. saying that too. Like we, we yeah. you know, always talk about hitting the same places and it's like, well, we, I mean, there's so many other spots, you know, like let's, let's branch out. Let's try some new things. So yeah, we're, we've been talking about that too the last couple of we want to hit Cannon really like Cannon. So yeah. yeah, we want to hit Cannon like you know Penny Mountain, which has been on our list for like the last few years, which is like a small mountain that's making kind of resurgence. Um, and I mean, there was a few videos posted in the last couple of years with the owners, and it just seems like it just seems like a like a like a mad rest type place, like it's like you know owner operated type mountain. Um, there are a couple other places uh, uh, like Darkman Skiway. There's also Middlebury Ski Ball we want to hit. Like, Northeast Slopes, which is like that one has the fastest road toe in, in, in the, up in the Northeast Kingdom. Oh, um, really? Uh, it's like a 30 or 40. I forget. It's been crazy. Mm. It's like 30 mile an hour. Like, <laughs> Just grab, okay. hang on and, and, and go. Like, you grab on the rope. And, and go. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It's like... Be, be sure you didn't take your arm off with you, you know. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, that's a place we want to check out. Um, yeah, we want to be another place like Brighton Woods, certainly, you know. Uh, but now, I guess like Wildcat, Attach, you know, all those places are part of Epic, right? So, yeah. But we don't have an Epic Pass. So, I mean, there are a couple other mounts we have to hit. So, you know, I will say, Epic up- is listening and they want to send us passes. I mean, that's always welcome, you know. Yeah, it's really we, a we'll, smart we'll, move on their part. It would be. You got to your your podcast is up and up, and you have our family, our family, <laughs> family films. Where right. your award winning film crew yeah. and you yeah. can go ski on Epic, right? It really yeah. would be a smart move on their part. Yeah, you know you're listening, Vale. You know you're listening. They're yeah, losing money by not giving away those passes. Well, you know, we know they're listening after some we've seen. Like they've got to be listening to us. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so for it, it, full disclosure, we are doing a story of Hunter, um, nice. and uh, yeah, yeah. So we we have to. I mean, you know, I grew up like I grew up with skied in Pennsylvania as a kid, and, and then we moved to well, Pennsylvania. We, blew us off. They, yeah, they, yeah. I couldn't believe they blew us. They had no interest in us. I'm like, you gotta be kidding. But um, we really wanted to do that one last year. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Which mountain were you looking at? Uh, Elk. Elk Mountain. Elk. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's what she learned to ski. So it's it's okay. kind of. Like, so she broke like so she broke my ski boot and my skis uh, her first day of skiing. Yeah. But by the day it was kind of like a real pain in the ass. But like how how did that happen? We're still together, which is good. So it's good. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, yeah, so yeah, so there are a lot of little places. Um, 
You know, one place you guys should check out if you're up in central New York is Platic Hill. I mean, that, that's like a real, a really nice. We were there in the spring this year. Were, were we there before our podcast with you guys? But it's really, I mean, it's like, I don't think so. it, it, it doesn't, it, it's, it's like so like not typical of New York skiing. One of the crowd is like, it, it's like competent, really good skiers. As you know, because it's your old list. And they have a good bar. And their bar is their also bar. good. Yeah, and that's where we came across the Ostruck as well. Ostruck yeah. uh, cider. Cider, man. That, that cider is really good. You got to know the one that you could rent out for. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So out. there, there is, there is a, there, there are people on Ski East for renting it out. I think they're doing a uh, Ski East takeover. Yeah, I don't know what day. It might oh, be some nice. Day. Because I, I think that was a story we had like a year ago, and it was like it wasn't really that much money. I think at the time. Yeah, I, right I, I, still, think, yeah. I still think it's only like three or four grand, right? Like yeah. Oh wow, yeah. that's not bad. Yeah. I could almost well, be Cartman yeah. with my own amusement park then. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, heck, man! I think we we spend more than that nonsense sometimes. You know, not quite. Camera stuff's not nonsense. <laughs> well, if we don't take the private jet that day, I think it pays for itself. Exactly, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the self-driving RV will have to do that day. <laughs> It'll just have to do. I think you yeah. guys need like a big camper to uh, have your studio in there. It would save you a lot of time. Yeah, well, it, 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 would. I, I do. I do travel with a laptop, you know. But I, I you know, try. Yes, I do need the RV because I tried doing stuff from the very passenger seat when I let her drive, and half the time I'm looking at her I'm like, "You driving okay? Why ninety to fifty? It's like." <laughs> It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, driving. No, I, I I like how you drive. I just only do ninety miles an hour at fifty. Ooh, <laughs> get that fast. Because I only been driving like for four or five years. So, wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right, so what's I've up? only been driving for five years. <laughs> Um, so is there anything else that you guys want to talk about or share about next season or anything you guys are going to be doing before the season starts film festivals well I think yeah so film so we mentioned Lake, uh, Lake Placid Film Festival we're there this weekend we're at YoFi Festival November 10th uh, in Yonkers that's, uh, that's a big Wilderness one Wilderness is being shown yeah that's the one in Bolton Valley being shown there then we have uh the uh, the IFF and the uh, International Film Festival of Manhattan, and then, uh, that's in November sixteenth. I think it is the dip. The dip, and there's uh, I think the other date for the Marcellus one. I think that's. Uh, we get. I think so. I think we got them. That's in November sometime. But there are a couple of we, we, we're, we're waiting on Sundance to get back to us, <laughs> which we'll find out number six. We're just we're not going to hold our breath on that one. But some that would say, be pretty not? cool if uh, they called you up, right? Yeah, you know, with their film freeway account, it was like twenty five percent off. Kind of funny, you know. Imagine if a Mad River edit gets into Sundance. I mean, if if, if, if if that happens, we're all going to have to take a road trip out there. <laughs> that would be poetic. That would be awesome. <laughs> Most out of place people there. Um, you know what they say in Park City? That's the best week to ski because everyone's at the the movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would just, I would just go ski. <laughs> oh yeah, right. You never ski Utah. <laughs> You'd yeah. like, I already saw this video. I made it. I'm gonna go skiing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you think of it? Yeah, ciao. Um, 
But no, I didn't. I, I just, I just think that uh, you know, I think it's been a really cool week. It's nice meeting like real professional filmmakers and skiers, and you know, we're uh, completely like humbled by that. You know, like I said, tonight was a really fun night. Today we met some pro skiers like Steve Diamond and Nick Epper and you know Brad Wilson and and uh, a few other people, and they were all like totally like cool with us. Like you guys are awesome. You know, maybe there's being nice. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, I think stay tuned. You know, we, we have a, a couple of things in the fall lineup that we are in post-production on. So there should be some fall releases like leading up to winter um, that are ski related. We just got to... Yeah. <laughs> a couple more scenes we're gonna Yeah, a couple of scenes we gotta kinda wrap up and, and do about yeah. So that that should be coming out soon. And um stoked about the JP article and I don't I don't know what else could be surprises, but this you you, you asking us to come back on, that's a surprise. So it's a cool night. <laughs> You know, it should thank be, you. but uh, this is a warm or award winning yeah. video right here. This is award winning <laughs> podcasting right here, folks. This is as good as it gets. We got real microphones and we got mixers and all that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I, was, I put my credit card information in just before the show to get this thing, this video broadcast to work. You know, that's how, that's the kind of operation we're running here. High cut. Yeah, that's right. Keep it real. Um, so now, how can people follow you? So you take that one on. Uh, the best place is to go to our website, albaadventures.com. Yeah, you can find all the links there to our Facebook account, but you could just also just Facebook Alba Adventures, uh, Alba Outdoors, Alba New York, Ski Family on Twitter, or Alba Adventure NY on Twitter, Instagram at basically Alba Adventures, right? I think so. Uh, you, but YouTube, yeah. they can subscribe, right? And get the yeah. video right when it comes out. That's kind of... Yeah, yeah, exactly. On YouTube, yeah, you can find us at, at uh, our YouTube, just Google Album Managers or from the website, you can subscribe and get alerted when things come out. You know, we've been putting stuff on Facebook and social media pretty much at, in, a, in a same cycle. So they come out, you know, or messages come out like when, they, when things get released. And uh, we're, we're trying to do a bit better job on social media. But man, I'd say the hardest part of this whole thing is the social media part. <laughs> it's a tough for us too. Tough. It's easy. Like yeah. The social media part is the hardest part. It's a full-time yeah. job too, knowing the right keywords and timing and yeah. Oh yeah. It yeah, just exactly. takes a lot of time. It's a time, you know, it's a, a time suck from you, you know? Yeah. But you know what? That's how you, yeah. that's, a for, that's unfortunately how, or fortunately how we found, you know, you guys and we found some other really great people because yeah. we're putting our stuff out and, you know, people are searching and finding things and it, it is bringing people together. And it's not all bad stuff that you hear about in the news. There's a lot of no, positivity. I, I tune all that stuff out. I just have you guys on my ski list and we look at who's there. Like, oh, good. It's out. So, yeah. Cool. Anyway, we I think I think our daughter's still up at ten forty, so we should probably. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, time to wrangle kids, right? Yeah. She's probably watching like TV. Yeah, but knowing her, she'll she, like she probably has a pint of ice cream watching. I'm sure he did that. She did it already. That's <laughs> <laughs> pint number two. Yeah, and said, "Mommy, can I have ice cream?" Oh, she did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's like passing you little signs. Yeah, our our, our son's up high in the living room still. He stays up to like eleven. He goes to bed so. Wow. All right, well, thank you guys so much for uh, taking the time to talk with us and uh, good luck this weekend at the film festival. And uh, hey, hopefully we can be in one of your, your films this winter. That's the plan. You guys will be in. You guys will be in. We got to make that plan. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. We are. Let us know and uh, we'll, we'll clear the calendar. And maybe yeah. we'll do Canon together. You never know. Hey, be something look at like that. that. 
right? It can't, it, we'll send us to Cannon Mountain and say we all got to go there. And you guys both have to be on a trail of snack for Nevada. Definitely. Right. Cool. Awesome. That'll work. All right, guys. Start all right. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, guys. Thank you so much again. Thanks a all lot. Right. Cool. All right. Have a good night. Bye. All right. We hope you enjoyed the interview. If you want more information, we'll have links to all of their sites at skibumpodcast.com. But if you want to just go directly to them, ablaadventures.com. They have all their info there. They're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all over the place. And if you want more information, uh, hit us up, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Under the ropes. We got one story here. One and done. Mario, it's a good one, though. You want to start us off? It's a good one. Space companies are investing big in 5G technology. They're sending a bunch of satellites up, and they're actually saying they can carry extra bandwidth. And that's like the, the light at the end of the tunnel for them. So they're saying all cellular network providers um, around the world are upgrading their equipment to meet the expected future demand. So that's why everybody's going to like 5G. Um, and the new technology being built for 5G networks, um, they're saying it's a leap over current 4G and allows you to do data intensive things like stream Netflix, um, do a, a bunch of big data things, Wi-Fi, um, and they're doing this via satellite. So I think the idea is they're going to provide to more people and they're going to give you a better, better bandwidth. So what do you think, Brian? Well, I guess they're saying that the 5G is actually going to be faster than Wi-Fi. Yeah. So instead of actually needing to have a you know a Wi-Fi hub in your house or your office or wherever you are, they're just gonna you're gonna be able to connect to the your network wherever you are and just stream things at a faster speed. This all sounds good in theory, but I think they've never actually really tested, you know, what this. Because there, it is a signal. There is, you know, radiation coming out of of five G towers. So and what if this thing blows up the world? Right. I doubt that's going to happen. But I I have listened to other podcasts, and one of the ones I talked to, it was one of these like body hacker guys. I think it was Ben Greenfield, and he oh, was yeah. saying, oh, "Okay, yeah, he's he's a health, guy. Yeah. He's a health guy. He's." He's got some wacky things, but he's also got some pretty interesting topics as well. And one of the things he was even talking about is that he said he doesn't even sleep with anything that has a Wi-Fi signal in the same room as him. I love that. So, Fuck with yeah, him, I love that. Well, he said that there's, you know, the signals, we can't see them, but they're definitely in the air. And there's something that, you know, must be affecting our, our brains or some some system in our body that's keeping it from being able to truly relax because there's yeah. definitely a different feel when you're in somewhere where there's a lot of signals and people and buzz versus being out in the woods and being away from any cell towers or wi-fi that your body almost feels more natural there versus having all these signals and things shooting through your body like I don't know. Again, I'm not a scientist. I can't, I don't have any evidence on this, but it, it just seems like there, we, we haven't actually seen any extensive testing on it, which is probably because they don't want us to know or don't want to know what it actually is causing. These things always have a grain of salt. You know, you know, obviously 
when you see the commercials, they're only going to push the positive aspect of it. But yeah, yeah, this is this is one of those TBD things, and I got to be honest, I'm uh, I'm not overly excited for it. I think. But here's the thing: we talked about a story a few weeks ago, and they talked about um, if you go like there's a f- phenomenon that happens if you if you take a person and they go out in the camp and they go out in the wild for like 72 hours. There's like some phenomenon, like 72 hours, 74 hours, like whatever it was, it was like 70 something hours was like a key number where if you're cut off, all of a sudden your senses get like better and you get like more attuned to like people you're with. That's where they're like, like, like you actually start relaxing after like 70 something hours. And I believe it because you're so keyed up with the phone and with everything else. Like you're just like, you're fucking, everybody's toxic. You're, red li- you're redlining yourself in a way. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up the old podcast for the week. So thank you everyone for listening. And thank you again to our, our friends at Alba Adventures for joining us on the interview. It was great talk with you and, and good luck at the film festival this week. Yeah. All our information is at the website, skibonepodcast.com. Please follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are at Skibone Podcast. Go to your favorite podcasting app, subscribe, rate us. We'd really appreciate it. Also, we would shop on the website. We should have some new items coming in next week. Skibumpodcast.com slash shop. And we do have you coming in. Yes. And we're also on YouTube and Pinterest. We're all over the place. If you want to hit us up, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. It's the house to fill in. There you go.